because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. It's a well-publicized fact that some people are too stupid to be hypnotized. You know, I'm beginning to buy that theory. (laughs) Because I am going to subject you to the most powerful weapon known in hypnotism. The Transylvanian Brain Freezer. I bet you didn't get that out of the Fanny Farmer cookbook. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I didn't. I learned it from Svengali when the poor fellow was down and out. I got it from him for a cup of coffee and a sweet roll. (laughs) Stand right over here and brace yourself because I'm going to lay it on you. Hello and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining, deeply hypnotized and part of some sort of prank episode of the Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun everything in existence except for this one 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek and I am a Monster Hunter. Joining me at the monster-headed sectional of Monsterism is the one and only Sean DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up? KG himself, Sean DMC, Monster Hunter extraordinaire. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, mm. whoop. I'm in a good mood today. We have a little whoop, whoop. <sighs> wow. So this is the first whoop, whoop we've heard. So that seems like. No, I did that once before. I did it once you before. Did, oh, boy. Okay. Can you, can you give us the episode? One. Episode <laughs> no, um, no, I will say it was a few back. Well, maybe it was a, wasn't a it wasn't a whoop whoop, but maybe it was something very similar. That some noise at the end of it. Like you guys made fun. You guys made fun for me then too. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I don't know. I got I got a little extra energy tonight. I took a nap this afternoon, feeling good. Oh, and that other voice you were hearing is just arose from his nap as well. We we mm. take afternoon naps here at the Man Cope. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> it's the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Um, uh, whoop whoop. You know, whoop whoop yeah. That's that's the two <laughs> words if you hear from me and Keith, you know, this is gonna be a good episode. <laughs> yeah, yep. <sighs> that's my Yeah, go back and listen to all of them. Okay, keep track. Anytime we either say yeehaw or whoop whoop at the beginning, it is a top notch episode. You know, you know it. You know, uh, usually I'm full disclosure. I added a lot of those whoop whoops and yeehaws out. <laughs> uh, now they'll never know. Well, we and do then, like to throw them in after like every se- We think we have a good, yeah, there's a good run of sentences or something. We just end up with a yeehaw or a whoop whoop. Yeah. It's always whoop whoop and yeehaw on over everybody. So I got to like edit out one track, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like 50 extra minutes of the Monster Hunters that <laughs> had to be edited out. The whoop but, whoop and yeehaw cut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he also adds them back in at certain points too, kind of like the canned laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, Just a cacophony of them all at once. 
Derek's like, oh, that was a good line from Terry to Keith. So just like, whoop, whoop, throw it in there. If I say something good, Terry goes, hee-haw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you go back and you'll hear so many whoop-whoops and hee-haws, you'll be like, hmm. I, I never, it, it's like Herman's lip smack is punctuation. You mm-hmm. never notice yeah. it until it's brought up to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, something I never noticed, but until it's brought up is, is my mood. How are you guys doing today? I'm oh, good, man. I'm good. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah you nice. know. It's starting to be every morning I have to wake up and uh, hypnotize myself to forget everything besides the monsters because inevitably oh. I've messed up and have Makes stopped, sense. you know. It's, uh, we've, been, we've had such a long road that it's hard not to to just open your mind and quit shunning certain things, but mm-hmm. I've had to turn to hypnosis to force myself to keep shunning everything. Yeah, the accidental unshun. Yeah, the unshun is what I'm trying to avoid, but it's hard. Yeah, I, we got access to Peacock recently. Uh, mm. We got access to Paramount Plus here as well now recently for like a month for some stuff there. And I got I keep telling my family, I'm, I'm like, no, I can't watch all this stuff with you. I'm shunning things. You have to leave the room. They were like, well, the monsters are on Peacock. I said, no, I only oh, no, watch no. the DVD. It's not streaming. It's only That's the right. DVD. That's all I watch. Actually, I don't know if they're on Peacock anymore. Yeah, they still are. Yeah. Oh, I thought they oh, were going to be taken down. No, you, yeah, it's they're behind the paywall thing version. Oh, you, can't, oh, you have to pay to get one. the monsters? Yeah, it's not part of their free portion of Peacock. It's part of the... Uh, it's not part of Freecock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not part of Freecock. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to get you. <laughs> well, I mean, it worked. <laughs> I mean, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, I just realized it's Peacocktober. Remember from last year that they had? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! That but, so many fun names with Peacock. Wow. Yeah, so they sh- it should be Freecock. It should they should call yeah. it Freecock if they're called. <laughs> yeah, like, like 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 when you go on to it, you can you can click through all the different stuff, but then like one of those like one of the spots that you can click on is Freecock. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or you like plan. That takes you to everything. That takes you to like all the, like the basic stuff you can watch. None of the originals. None of the whatever they have for free still on there, which is like probably like the first episode of the new season or something. That's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you want yeah. like the premium plan, it's the premium cock, premium cock, premium cock, <laughs> premium cock. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. We got free cock and premium cock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know right. what? We're, we're available for marketing purposes, Peacock, if you need us. Uh, we have a whole dome you could name mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. dome. Before we get there, Terry, we need to recline because Keith's going to saunter up to the bookshelf and he's going to grab that. Oh, God. That disgusting. Oh. Just that book. No, I, no I'm not, I'm not going to grab it today. I'm not going to grab it this time. Oh. What you do with let, it? Let, let me get a couple more of these little hot dogs. Clicker and watch. Oh, it's gonna do a flip. Oh, right oh. over the podium. Look at that. Oh, wow. good boy. You trained Thank it to get goodness. up there. Wow. Because mm-hmm. the first wow. thing that popped in my head, uh, my wife watches lots of romantic comedies and crappy TV, right? And she was watching a Sandler movie when I came to bed. It was like Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. And they have to pretend like they're married or something. And they're at dinner with Dave Matthews, but it's not Dave Matthews. It's Dave oh. Matthews, the person playing a character mm-hmm. and his wife or something like that. And then they're doing this weird 
uh, super aggressive uh, resort contest that's hosted by Dan Patrick from Sports Center fame. It's, <laughs> it's a very peculiar uh, assortment. As I just said out loud, that's like a fever dream worth of just stuff. But they had to do this contest where they had to roll a coconut or an apple or something up between the two of them. They couldn't use their hands. Yep. And Dave Matthews dropped it and he squatted out and picked it up with his butt cheeks. And so when you said oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. That's impressive. Uh-huh. When you said you weren't gonna pick it up, that's the first thing I thought of for some No, reason. no, no. I've been, no. we've we've been working on a little more training with it. Oh, I think so. we've been working up, but it's not ready for quite <laughs> yeah. for, no, first, no, no, yeah. No. First step is getting it to yeah, do it itself, and then as a prize next time Keith will lift it up like that. No, no, no. My I'm trying to get it so I don't have to touch that thing uh, anymore. Um oh, okay. hold on. click click. Yep. Oh, oh, open to the right page as well. Here you go. <laughs> we hot dog. The, I'm not looking <laughs> for sound effects, just so you know. That's fine. You got like a, a clicking <laughs> machine, like a, how you train velociraptors or something. Yeah, yeah that's what basically was. Like a dog trainer, yeah. No. Okay, Except so it I, sounds like Keith. Now, now I had to press it again. I have to give it a hot dog because it knows. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. good. Okay. All right, we are open. Oh, I, hold on. Hold on. Got to, oh. got distracted by showing off the new tricks. Derek, please intro us properly. <laughs> Terry, are you ready for this? Because oh, we're, I'm, I'm we're so about ready. to be regaled with numbers and stories of that we thought were lost in time, but have been resurfaced in this week's edition of the Monster Hunters Almanac Factoid Skibbity Babu of the Week. All right, all right. It is uh, a lot of stuff going on in this one. April 14th, 1966. Uh, folks, it was a thir- Thursday. 104th day of the year, 1966, the 15th Thursday of that year. There are 168 nice. days left until this episode turns 58 years old. And now this might throw you off a little bit, everybody. There have been 21,017 days oh. uh, that this is aired. Huh. Why is that uh, going to throw us record. off? Well, because usually it's always twenty one thousand uh, and ten, or like twenty one thousand eleven. I I think it's it's just off a little bit because of uh, maybe there's a change in recordings this week. I don't know. The numbers it changed up. Yeah, the normally change. the numbers normally that number is always the same. But oh, um, yeah. What uh, I never noticed that. I'm not gonna lie. Wow. We still record in the same. How is that possible? Yeah, we didn't because we didn't record last but, week. Like leap years and stuff wouldn't like throw it off. I guess if the leap years are the same, that's probably why it's seventeen and not eighteen. But like the last several times, it's been twenty one thousand and eleven, and I even brought oh. it up on the last episode, and you guys laughed about it then. But yeah, I I got you. <laughs> yeah. I got you because we uh, didn't look, record last. When week. you're not the other, yeah, yeah. but the you thing know? is, no one would ever know and or question it. Yes, yes, but well, I know I specifically made a point of it in the last episode. I don't know, uh-huh. uh, but since everyone sleeps for about eight hours a day since birth or 7,006 days total or 19.18 years, mm-hmm. uh, if you close your eyes a bit during part of the almanac, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you. Um, okay. we, we take naps. Yeah. We've already had yeah, afternoon naps. Yeah, I'm well naps. refreshed. I take naps all the time. Uh-huh. We know yep. this. Morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, people have been sleeping a lot during that time. Uh, they could miss out on some news items. Well, some of these news items are before uh, that point and even after that point. But let's let's get through them. A uh, lot of crazy stuff happens on April 14th. Ooh, okay. okay. 
Uh, and not necessarily good things. Uh-oh. 1846, the Donner Party of Pioneers departs from Springfield, Illinois, for California. Well, that's not come a, uh, a year-long uh, journey of hardship, cannibalism, and survival. But yeah, they didn't they know that it. when they left. No, I'm no, sure they're they really but, excited about it, yeah. Yep, but in hindsight, kind of grim. Well, hindsight's yep. always 2020, but when they left, it was they probably like celebrated. Yeah, yeah. It's now, not. It, it it wasn't the anniversary of them eating one another. No, no, it was the start. It was them like getting ready to. <laughs> it wasn't the no. They were they did. Yeah, they're planning the on it. Going all right. <laughs> you know, there was one guy on that crew who was like, <laughs> yep. he had oh, just he the right thing. Yeah, he's totally, totally into it, ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, this next one, not grim, but 1860, the first Pony Express rider reaches San Francisco. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, in 1865, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln is <laughs> shot in oh. Ford's Theater oh. by John Wilkes Booth. He would die the next day on April 15th. Okay. In 1912, the British passenger liner RMS Titanic hits an iceberg in the North Atlantic. Oh, my God. And then sinks in the morning of April 15th. Okay. Wow. We're on a roll. Uh, 1939, The Grapes of Wrath uh, by John Steinbeck was first published by Viking uh, Press. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, here's a good one. 1956, in Chicago, the first videotape is demonstrated. So that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, here's one. Controversy. 1968, U.S. Academy Awards. There's a tie for the best actress between Katherine Hepburn and Barbara Streisand. There's a tie. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they were at a tie before or after. I did not look it up. Sorry. Between Babs and uh, Hepburn. Heps. Huh? Hepburn. Heps and Babs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in uh, in 2003, the Human Genome Project is completed with 99% of the human genome sequenced to an accuracy of 99.99. Nice. 2003. For some reason, I thought they were still working on that. Maybe I missed. Well, they also said it's completed and it's only 99%. So I'm. Yeah, it seems kind of. That. Hmm, we got a ways to go, it sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right. Now we have some birthdays. We have some birthdays to go through here. First of all, in 1936, Frank Serpico, American Italian soldier and police officer. In 1973, uh, Serpico became a movie starring Al Pacino, an honest New York cop. Uh, blows the whistle on rampant corruption in the force only to have his comrades turn against him. Yeah. Uh, Pacino was a nominee for Best Actor in 1974 for this, and it also got uh, a nominee for Best Screenplay based on material from another medium, like which I look? do believe is now like, is now, um, is that Best Adapted Screenplay is what they basically just narr- like narrowed yeah. that down to as opposed yeah. to original. But I just saw it from an, another medium. That's a very That's long a way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the tagline for this movie, many of his fellow officers consider him the most dangerous man alive, an honest cop. Oh, I like that. I yeah. like that. Uh, the film was shot in reverse order. Uh, Al Pacino began <laughs> I was, with... I was really hoping you said it was going to be shot in reverse, like the Amish Paradise or the drop video. <laughs> Where they moved their mouth backwards to everything, and they walked backwards, and they <laughs> fell upstairs and stuff like that. That's weird. I just saw like an article pop up about that about the drop video just the other day. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, the film was shot in reverse order. Al Pacino began with the long hair and the beard, and then for each scene, his hair and beard were trimmed uh, bit by bit until he came out clean cut. 
Uh, they didn't really have the CGI back then to, to, mm-hmm. to do the the hair technology that was demonstrated oh, so yeah. well in like yeah. Justice League and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. mustache uh, removal. Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, after he decided to make this film, Al Pacino invited Frank Serpico to stay with him at a house that he was renting in uh, Montauk, New York. And apparently, at some point in time, Pacino asked him, "Like, why? Why did you do it? Like, why did you like rat out all these people?" And this is a baffling answer. Serpico replied to him, "Well, Al, I don't know. I guess I would have to say it would be because if I didn't, who would I be when I listened to a piece of music?" Wow. Hmm. Not even sure what that all is supposed to mean, but is a, is an interesting little quote. Maybe there. music is what like makes him self reflect. You know, he starts to mm-hmm. think about himself. And then, I guess, yeah. yeah. All right, in 1941, Pete Rose. You guys are all familiar with him, right? Oh, birthdays. Uh, no. <laughs> no, we're, 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 back, we're back to actual birthdays. Oh, Pete okay, Rose, yes. potentially like the greatest hitter of all time. Hmm. Uh, yeah. More hits than anybody else. Still uh, not yeah. in the Hall of Fame because uh, he's a gambler. Well, mm. because he gambled on baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1950, Dolores Gibson. Your mom? Yep. Okay. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday, Keith's mom. Very key, integral part of the uh, Monster Hunters lore here, because if it wasn't for her being so born now we then, know the time then, to, yeah. to send to go back in time to stop the Monster Hunters. <laughs> oh, now they have a name. God dang it. Uh-oh. No, that's yeah. They have a name and a date. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a, yep. Oh, geez. Oh boy. Uh, in 1958, Peter Capaldi. Okay. Terry's father. <laughs> and the fourteenth doctor, is that right? Thirteenth uh, doctor? doctor, whatever. He's right after Matt Smith, right? I think. Yeah, yeah that's was. Yeah. Uh, well, at 19- the time, I stopped caring about Doctor Who. I didn't like his. Yeah, I I didn't uh, as much either. No. Um, nineteen sixty, Brad Garrett. Oh yeah. Okay, Raymond's brother. Yes. And the yes. puffer fish from Finding Nemo. Yeah, and I think oh. he. I think he has. Um, he has like a comedy club or something out in Vegas too. Yeah. Yeah. He was in Uncut Gems, wasn't he? It's a Ray lawyer. Garrett? Did he play no. a lawyer in that? No. I don't know offhand. Nope. All right. All right. All right. He's also the Jimmy John's guy. What? In the Jimmy really? John's commercials. Yeah. Hmm. Good for him. They're talking about the Italian subs or whatever. Okay. He's in a tracksuit. Yeah. All right. 1966, David Justice and Greg Maddox. Oh, two Atlanta Braves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg Maddox, probably uh, my favorite pitcher of all time. Sure. Uh, in 1968, Anthony Michael Hall. Also, it was 1966 ones. That's actually on the day that this episode came out. Yeah. So. so Greg Maddox and David Justice were both born on the day this episode came out. Yep. Wow. And then I think it was playing in the background as they arrived <laughs> in the world. Probably. Exactly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I said, wasn't David Justice also married to Belly ha- Belly Harry? Yes, he, <laughs> Harry Belly. Belly. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go on. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall was 1968. Now I found this next one interesting. 1970, Steve Avery, pitcher, uh, also for the Atlanta Braves. So him and Maddox uh, eventually <laughs> would pitch together, and, and David Justice, they were all teammates together. What you like? And they all had the same exact birthday. It's kind of crazy to me. What are you doing like Atlanta baseball deep dives? <laughs> no, no, no. This is just where it came where, out. Oh, you live it near Atlanta. It's probably on billboards or something like that. It's in the same place that I get all the information, the almanac. Okay. You're driving down the street and you saw that on the billboard. <laughs> April 14th, 1966, Greg Maddox's birthday. 
All right. Uh, 1973, Adrian Brody. Okay. okay. Plays a good, he's uh, playing a good. Uh, Predators. Pat, yeah, well, he's playing Pat Riley in that Showtime basketball show on, uh, on HBO. I've never seen it. There's a weird guy in the episode of Succession as well. He did that movie. Oh, what was it? Where called? he lost all the Weiss. weight. Um, oh, no, different movie. Yeah. Yeah, where where he has sex with the, his clone baby. Oh, oh my god! Have yeah. you ever, ever seen that? It's such a weird movie. Like him and his wife are geneticists, and they spliced some gene. They made this like m- sexy monster thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then it Uh-oh. seduces Lots them at the, the end. I found mistaken. They have the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. if you're gonna make a monster, don't make it sexy because that's gonna be. A problem. Oh God, <laughs> it is a sexy monster thing. I don't yeah, know. It's I, got like a tail. It's a it's a it's a weird movie. It's kind of fun. You don't you don't have to make any monster sexy because uh, Spirit Halloween stores will make a sexy monster costume for them every year anyway. So. Yeah, the the sexy splice monster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a big right. seller. Uh, 1975, Anderson Silva. Is a former UFC uh, heavyweight champion or uh, middleweight champion? A very, okay. very good. I uh, very much enjoyed watching him box, uh, fight box. Yeah, I don't watch mix, fights. mix it up. Uh, I haven't watched in a long time, but uh, he was one of my favorites uh, when I was for a while. Okay, nineteen seventy-seven. We'll close out here. Sarah Michelle Geller, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and also Rob McElhaney. Oh, from uh, Always Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, if, I'm pro- if I'm pronouncing yeah. that correctly. All right, now you can celebrate uh, any of those birthdays, including my own mother's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also celebrate the 50th, 8th anniversary of this episode uh, by celebrating na- yeah. National Dolphin Day. National Dolphin Dolphins. Day. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. we love dolphins here on the Munsters. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, we, we, we love them. them. We don't support uh, cutting them up and making dolphin prime rib, but we, we love dolphins. But if I'm on accident, I mean, they, they'd prefer us to use yeah. their bodies. Yeah, they mm-hmm. asked for it, remember? Yes, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I, you're, we're going to die anyway, so please use us properly. If they ask hey, for uh, it explicitly or, you know, if yep. in my head, I go, oh, he's asking for it. Then, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, National Pecan Day. <laughs> I, th- I think you were going to say peacock. Pecans are good. I like pecans. Yeah. Oh, I love pecans on a dolphin. I like uh, free cons better though. <laughs> yeah, free cons and preemie cons. <laughs> preemie cons. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, Derek, you say you like to you like to grind them up with a little crust to put on the outside yeah. of the uh, the yeah. dolphin prime rib. Yeah, I would like to yeah. do that. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. All right, it's a texture it's, thing. Uh, it's also National Perfume Day. Mm. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. There and then uh, wrap up with uh, your birthday numbers are 4, 14, 1966. Uh-huh. Reveal that you have a life path number of four. Or it represents growth, building, and foundation. You're practical, down to earth, uh, with strong ideas about right and wrong. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, okay. Paul Lind, however, oh. born uh, <laughs> no. on June 13th, 1926. He's got a life path number of one. Oh God! Uh, oh. He has no idea about right and wrong. No, um, <laughs> arch nemesis yeah. is before. Yeah, he's uh, he is born to act quickly and have no problem changing course and starting down a new path. 
uh, secret fear of failure makes them ultra driven in every endeavor they pursue will often make them victorious. As soon as one finish line is reached, they are already running towards another. Makes uh, sense. The reason that I picked him, besides personally liking Dr. Dudley on the monsters, uh, I was looking at like all the names of, so after you pass the main cast, um, and then also Beverly Owens for her, like 15 episodes, the next most is like three that anybody's on. And, and we'd mm-hmm. already covered, um, the, the other two previously, uh, Clyde and um, who's Clyde. the German the German doctor guy who was mm, that Harvey Corman, yeah, 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 Harvey Corman, and then the guy who played Clyde at the yeah. uh, you know, at the funeral parlor. Those were those two guys are at three. There's one other guy who was listed at four, but when I went to look, three of the things listed for it were um, the how uh, was uh, My Fair Munster. And then the My Fair Monster original pilot. And then there's like a second listing for the My Fair Monster pilot. So I was like, well, that doesn't really count. Um, so he's really only in like two episodes. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get to him another day because I, I didn't write his name down anyway. Yeah, so, that. but um, these are like, so the most anybody outside the main cast is in is like three episodes. And that's uh, that's what we got here. All right. Nice. Paul Lind. Yeah. Definitely a notable addition to the Monsters. Mm-hmm. I remember that guy. Yeah. Is yep. he in the right. Monster Hunters Hall of Fame? Oh, God, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm putting him in. He might not be first ballot because it's only three times showing up, but you know, definitely he's in there. All right. Yeah, he's not standing outside like other people. He's not an animatronic, like letting people in. He might be a fun animatronic, you know. He's like drops his glasses and he's like, I can't see a thing. And he like runs into a wall or something. I think more of a hologram, maybe. Oh yeah, we should reconstruct his personality with AI and then bring him back. (laughs) We should we should Jurassic Park him. Ooh, let's, let's <laughs> okay. pick up his corpse, okay. get some DNA, combine with some frogs. With a frog, of course, <laughs> you have to use a female frog so he can't reproduce. Oh, but yeah, we don't want a bunch of Paul Ender in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just a bunch of <laughs> running all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. One. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't see any problems with this. I, I've I've seen Jurassic Park several times, so I know the process. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's you watch it, it's a number of times. You know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and, you, and you can and you can correct the mistakes that they make. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. If you don't learn from what they do, then like, how can you we ever grow as a society? Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll just watch that little Mister DNA video. Now tell us exactly how to. <laughs> genetically extract him from his mm-hmm. corpse and plug him in to uh the petri dish and let him grow i don't know yeah. we'll put him in an egg probably Hatch from an egg yeah yeah little Paul tourists Lynn. coming by visiting in the monster hunters compound and they come back <laughs> the scientists poke like, you're giving birth and they can come in and look and see it's like a little paul Lynn's come crawling <laughs> I, I and i like it it's not like a it's not like a baby paul Lynn. it's like yeah it looks just like he does when he's on the monsters but he's oh small my. As he climbs up. <laughs> yeah it's like a bigger head so he's kind of like wobbles <laughs> back and forth and everything he's got to grow into it a little bit yeah, he's like yeah. trying to like lean in into see like What's this? And he's like, is that a dog? And he's like petting your arm. And you're like, no, Paul, no. Yep. There we go. Close up. Jump back on its own to the to the uh, mantle. And I am, I'm then gonna jump over the little glass table here, yeah. land on my seat, oh my and God. wait for Derek to hit a clicker for me to do what I'm supposed to do. Recline. And we recline. 
gentlemen, as we descend to the preemie cock, uh, <laughs> no, the Skuma X Dome, or or we could call it the Skuma X Dome presented by preemie cocks. I like that better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to think about something real fast. It's the idea of all the failed Paulins we tried to make. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to have a few for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are they? Do we just throw them away? Do we let them run free? I think uh, we give them their own section of the island. That's like kind of closed off. You know, <laughs> let them just throw them in there. Like, say, uh, best of luck. I mean, I saw another small island a little bit further over. Like, they would probably <laughs> set them up over there and, and let them oh, develop on their own for a while. So there's there's two little islands in this bay here. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, we All never right. mentioned that until now, but yeah, there's actually yeah several islands, a sister island right over there. They could escape to and maybe it's survive. Archipelago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, one of them may or may not have a bunch of Paul Lintz on it, yeah. <laughs> of various yep. deformity. Yep. One day we're gonna get like sued, like a, a family went to go vacation there, the child goes wandering off, and a bunch of little Paul Lintz come up and start making oh, her down. Yeah. Trying to eat her ice cream or something. I don't. Yeah. What's going to happen is after our island gets nuked, which is inevitable, uh, mm-hmm. the government will nuke us. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now that we now that we let out let the cat out of the bag that we've got all these Paul Lins running around. Yes, they will. Well, in, investors will discover that one. Then there'll be a bunch of Paul Lins in San Diego or something like that. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Paul Lind Park. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah. I don't know if I do it to run loose and destroying things. Uh, we've made it. We've made it down to the Skuma X Dome presented by Premicock. And what we're going to do now is <laughs> saunter our way over to the Mr. T-shaped boat. <laughs> I love how that was revealed to us not that long ago. That we've been taking this boat out just like Mr. <laughs> T for so long. Well, we just never talked about it. Yeah, I mean, it felt kind of natural and obvious i mean yes it was a i don't know why you would wouldn't think we were in a mr t-shaped boat uh but yeah just to confirm that we were in a mr t-shaped boat and captain terry is going to take us in that boat an additional 2.75 miles out into international waters and from there we will dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of skooma x so this episode was directed by Edger Stone. Um, mm-hmm. Big surprise there. I know. I know. I don't even know why I bother mentioning him. Um, Is it his last one? No. No. Uh, it's going to be the same man till the bitter end of season two. I know. That's, so. I just wanted to ask because <laughs> if you said yes, that means it was our last episode of the Munsters. Oh, well, your wish would have been granted. Yeah. One of these days you'll say yes and I'll be like, yes. Mm-hmm. I'll never say yes. Never. <laughs> There's always going to be more monsters. Um, Ezra Stone's legacy will live on. Um, the only things really worth mentioning are that, you know, it's, he's one of Tivis's favorite directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that, yeah, he has, uh, his family has a, maybe a small history of science running through the bloodline <laughs> with his father being a chemist. So, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll talk about him again. We probably will. Um, yeah. It was, it was written by Doug Tibbles. Which, ah, uh, is this his last one? No, no, we got one more with him. Okay. So hang on to and, your hats because he's and, coming and, back. And tip, this Tibbles is the Tibbles from um, the the concrete. The Stone Coyotes? Yes. Yeah, the, the, the concrete owl. <laughs> so, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Of course, as is tradition, I blared the uh, Church of the Falling Rain. Blared it? Oh, I blared it this time. Cranked it up. Just oh, was my jamming goodness. out the whole time. I did my mm-hmm. research. 
song is still very good. Um, haven't got tired of that yet. Uh, unlike some TV shows I'm watching, but there's not much else to report on for old Tibbles. So, you know, we got one more episode, so I'm not going to talk about them anymore. We have some guest stars in this episode. Uh, okay. We got Ken Osmond as John, David Macklin as Phil, and Bonnie Franklin as Janice. So I don't know Ken who Osmond. these people are in this episode. Why yeah, there's Bonnie a lot Franklin's of... name sounds familiar, but I don't know why. You might, you might find out. Hmm. If we only uh, had a way to know that. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, Ken Osmond has 35 acting credits on IMDb from 1952 to 2016. This guy was a huge part of Leave It to Beaver and the legacy of Leave It to Beaver. Uh-huh. He played Eddie Haskell in the show, yep. who was best friends with, I guess, uh, the the Beeves' older brother. Yeah, Wally. So he was in. What do you what? Wally. That's the name of Beeves' older brother. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So he's best friends with the older brother. He was Wally. Say episodes. his name. God damn it. <laughs> Wally. Okay, fine. Thank you, Wally. Uh, the Beaves famous brother. <laughs> Yes, he was in 101 episodes of the new Leave It to Beaver. Um, oh my well God, as... there was a new Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, it was about like the the beave all grown up. Oh, um, that's right. We've talked about this, I think. Yeah, well, probably. I'm. I don't remember exactly, but you know, there's every episode someone's first episode, so we might as well mention it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's new imagine. to me. At this late in the game, being your first episode new. Hey, you. you never know. What if some? What if somebody? only hops on because this is their favorite episode of the Munsters. True, true. Like, I want to hear what other Munster heads think. Yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and then they go, and, and, they got and when they get done, done, they still want to find other Munster heads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, wait a minute, free cock and preemie cock? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, th- this episode didn't do it for me. I better find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, He's also been in some other stuff besides just the Beaververse. Um, uh-huh. He was in. He played himself actually in a movie called Desperation Boulevard, which oh. is about an actor who was a child star back in the day, but is now all washed up. Doesn't have any opportunities. You know the classic trope. She played like some sort of like a little angel girl on a sitcom back in the day, and basically she's desperate to get her fame back no matter the cost. Um, the trailer shows her doing like lame commercials. Uh, she does some publicity stunts. Her manager wants her to like pretend to be gay to stir up public drama, which is weird. Um, there's a very long segment of the trailer dedicated to that bit as well. Uh, the real surprise though is that Weird Al's in the movie. Oh, Weird Al, yeah. huh? What's yeah, the movie Al's again? What'd you say? Desperation Boulevard. He pops up a few times. I think he might be like a TV announcer or something in that movie. Uh, it also has a few other actors that play themselves. Um, the most notable one that caught my eye was Burt Ward. He's in it. He's playing himself. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trailer says it's uh, a comedy for your inner child star. So if you've got one of those in you, then you'll mm-hmm. love this. Uh, David Macklin has 55 acting credits on IMDb from 1959 to 2008. Here's some fun facts about David. His father was a painter. Um, his mother was an author, painter, and she did pottery as well. So she painted authors, or she was an author, <laughs> comma, painter? <laughs> yeah, specifically authors she painted, I believe. <laughs> um, did pottery of painting. Um, his brother was a psychiatrist, I should say, before oh, I okay. move on. So that's, yeah, 
Oh, I'm glad, um, glad you filled in on that. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, he do something he just, notable with psychiatry? Uh, he lived in California. Oh, okay. So probably his that's the best, best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some of his hobbies were tennis, golf, bowling, pool, pinball, and slot machines. Okay. He was also a collector of Egyptian artifacts. Okay. Which is, yeah, interesting. And uh, also a collector of Sherlock Holmes memorabilia. Oh, those two Along- probably overlap a little bit. Oh, probably. Yeah, I'm sure Sherlock yeah. had to solve some ancient Egyptian mysteries as well. Probably. Um, like whatever happened to King Tut? Have you ever figured that out? I don't know. <laughs> Sherlock could figure that out. They never did. Never did. <laughs> um, and apparently he also collected holograms, which is interesting. He collected holograms? <laughs> yes. What, like with like a Pokeball or something? What did he do to like collect a hologram? <laughs> I don't like, know. vacuum it out of the sky? What? No, I did like look up like what that could mean i looked up holograms and there's a lot of science talk about how holograms work and they're like back in uh-huh. the 80s like working on these things with laser beams and such yeah uh it was a lot of information so i was like yeah maybe i'll just mention holograms <laughs> <and pass> by. <laughs> how do you collect a hologram and, and call it a day yes i want to know i want to uh, know how to collect so i wonder if you like Maybe like it was like on a computer screen. Maybe he had like little data files or something. I don't know. I don't know either. I love the um, idea though. Yeah, I mean, I'd collect them if I knew how or knew how they worked. <laughs> how they existed. <laughs> now you sound like ICP. Holograms. Yeah, it's how a miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't really have any like reoccurring <laughs> roles. He was in a couple episodes of Lassie though, though he was two different <laughs> characters. Um. One is called Lassie's Protege, or Lassie. <laughs> the Lassie Lassie's. hologram. That's Lassie's where you guys love holograms was yeah. that episode. Lassie invents the hologram. <laughs> uh, Lassie's Protege um, is about uh, Lassie being sad about the death <laughs> of, I guess, her protege. Her protege. Oh, what, what kind of a protege can a dog have? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, her pro- Lassie's protege was a raccoon. <laughs> she befriended. Oh, of course, of course, it was. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know why I bothered to ask that question. <laughs> I love that this was a real TV show. Yes. Go on. The, the the raccoon got ran over by careless speeding teens. <laughs> raccoon um, got run over by careless speeding teens. <laughs> and I believe that David Macklin played the careless speeding teen. Oh, you say played the <laughs> raccoon? No, I wish. Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I can only assume that Lassie like goes out and gets revenge, John Wick style, on those people for killing the raccoon. <laughs> I can only hope. That'd be awesome. Um, I mean, nothing is stronger than, you know, the bond between raccoon and dog. Uh-huh. They say it's dog's Classic. best friend. It's mm-hmm. raccoon. <laughs> Just goes yep. down the chain. Man's best friend is dog. Dog's best friend is raccoon. Raccoon's best best friend is like a half-chewed hamburger or something. Yes. Half-chewed hamburger. The other episode was also involving a car accident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this time... A uh, a pregnant collie and her owner oh, are no. injured. <laughs> oh. Of course, the dog is pregnant. Um, so Lassie is Lassie yeah. a boy or a girl dog? I always assumed it was a girl, but yeah. it could be a boy. I don't know. I don't know. What if that was like Lassie's litter? You think it was? I don't know. Maybe could be. We'd have know. to watch to find oh. out. Yeah, I won't. Neither will I. <laughs> Well, uh, Lassie's human friend, of course, tries to help the injured man, um, who is played by Dave Macklin. 
Mm. Um, and Lassie stays with the collie, helps her find shelter, and stays to support the collie as it gives birth. Makes so, sense. That's mm. nice. I, I can only assume the collie survives. No. Becomes a very integral character. Maybe the next protege. Mm, the next Lassie's protege, protege too. I bet you that's what happens. Yeah, Scott. I, I, I don't want to know the second protege. Protege <laughs> two. I just <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing good happens there. Yeah, multiple proteges. It's too many. Yeah, just one. Uh, so Bonnie Franklin has forty acting credits on IMDb from 1954 to 2012. She's probably most well known for being on the show called One Day at a Time. One day at a time. Where she one was the star. She, she played Anne Romero. Uh, one day um, yeah. all right yeah so, so that might be where you know from Keith, maybe no but i'm sorry oh, okay all right it was, it was a shot uh it's a sitcom about a single mother who moves into a new building and uh, there's like some shenanigans with the building superintendent they become fast friends and basically becomes part of the family she was also in an episode of a show called touched by an angel maybe that's where you know from Keith. no no, but All right. yeah. Uh, well, that shows about angels who come down from heaven to help yep. normal people who are down on their luck. Michael Landon, Michael right? Landon in it, yeah. Landon, that's what his name is. Mm-hmm. It's a classic feel-good premise. Um, I mean, assu- assuming the angels aren't like you know biblically accurate angels, <laughs> which they were, <laughs> but they're not. Man, totally different show then. That would be kind of awesome if. Yes, <laughs> I'm here. Be not afraid. <laughs> yeah, and just the. The sound of their voice explodes your head. Yep, yep, yep. Pee my pants, start running away. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at the IMDb goofs for this, and I found one that was really weird. Um, so it says, "This is a direct quote: Dispatching four angels to fix the inconsequential lives of insignificant people seems a bit of a careless waste with all the problems going on in the world. At no point in the show are viewers told that other angels are dispatched anywhere else." <laughs> hmm. Okay. So there's one angel out there doing good, and it's only for this TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the complaint. That's, that's the, the complaint. Goof. Is that this seems like quite of a inconsequential? It's like what? I don't know if that's a goof. Like I can understand the, the being a critique of the premise. I'm better off being a review, maybe. But a goof. So, I'm not so sure. There, so there's supposed to be a bunch of other angels as well, and they just they're never going to tell us this. Is that? I think that's what he's like assuming. That's the goof. Yeah. I think the yeah. the because his complaint is basically that there's these four angels that come down from heaven to help random people in their lives, and he says that's a waste of time for all these insignificant people. And as far as he knows, there's no other angels out there helping. So <laughs> that's true. So I mean, God, how could they mess up so bad with that? I know. Um, I hope somebody got fired. <laughs> or the show got canceled eventually, I hope. Yes, yes. I think there's like hundreds of episodes, but um <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, for me like goofs like, you know, there's one scene where there's a cup on the table and then the next scene it's gone for some reason. Um that seems like more of a goof. But this yes, is really that just is, that is a goof. This is like critiquing the entire premise of the show. Um I mean, maybe he'd rather see the angels go and smite evil and like take on the world's like biggest problems. Which yes. would be also an interesting show if they were like smiting evildoers and solving murders and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. So. I really just want you to have a whole different show. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the complaint. 
Eh, and as I ponder that complaint, as I think about our own show, we should just float up to the surface. Um, you know, I'll give us some time to, you know, just let us sink in. You know, let's. Uh, there's no angels down here to help us lift our our Skuma X back into the Skuma X stone. Brought to you by Premiecock. So, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we'll have to just go at a moderate, slow, and methodical pace. Now, Terry, did you say? A ponderous, slow, methodical pace because of lack of angels. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. Sure, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Something like well, that. Well, you know me. I everywhere I go, I have angels. So, <laughs> oh wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, if you didn't hear, you probably didn't hear it over Keith's clicking. Um, <laughs> I gave a couple snaps and my two angels, uh, Gabriel and Gabriel too. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, just it can't be two Gabriels. One has to be <laughs> two. Yeah. Well, well, I we have Gabriel and then Gabriel two, and I don't want to be like, well, there's Gabriel and then the white Gabriel, or you know. Oh. So <laughs> it's just Gabriel, and Gabriel two. I don't want to. I don't want to define okay. them by their by racial traits or anything like that. They're just they're both Gabriels, but Fair. Gabriel two oh. be- right. only because go. only because Gabriel two was employed second. That's why. I see. Okay. There's the original okay. Gabriel, and and original Gabriel sounds worse to the other Gabriel. It sounds worse to Gabriel too. Yeah. Right? So I mean, maybe you could call him like Gabe or something. I never even thought of that. Anyway, well, it's too late now. You've already yeah, been calling well, I, Gabriel too for all this time. I'm yeah. 18 years into this angel. Thing. <laughs> they used like, to have been hanging out with you for this long. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And anyway. Uh, we're back up here playing. You angel got touched poker. by an angel twice. I get, I get touched <laughs> by an angel way more than anyone wants should be. Anyway, um, we're up here playing angel poker. Um, <laughs> which, okay. Which, <laughs> this this continues to go in in a very odd direction. Yeah, you're right, and uh, I'm going to stop right there because <laughs> the brain started going in different directions, and uh, oh. I'm just, we're just we're just going to go there. Hmm. Gabriel and Gabriel too. They. I've, they've just lost their employment. See what you did to us, Terry. You, you fired them. I had to. Or did God fire them? Yeah, I don't know who's in charge of these <laughs> angels. Yeah, well, they, they were fallen <laughs> angels, and I helped recuperate them from last. Uh, oh. oh, you found them down in hell while we were yeah, down there, yeah. brought them back. So <laughs> now they're fallen from my graces, but ascended back up to heaven, right? Because God's oh. like, oh, look how much good work you've done for Derek over eighteen years, and lifting me out of the skooma. Uh, back up to the surface was the last act they had to do before Ziggy <laughs> let him leap. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, that's very generous of God to let him back up after yep. helping one man. Uh, for all these yep. years. So here I am, guys. I got prime rib. Um, and in the spirit of the 60s, because it's been brought up a couple times in the show, I uh, and my time travel back and forth, you know, with tangentation. I came back mm-hmm. with some Swanson's original prime rib uh, TV dinners. <laughs> oh, I got them all heated up for you. I even peeled back the foil um, so the dessert would cook properly. But yeah, it doesn't don't want that brownie of, to get all super chewy. It's got a bunch of corn in it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just uh, not a brownie. Yeah, yeah, the dessert always get gets corn in it. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It's better than peas. Corn's actually kind of sweet and tasty. Sure. You put peas in there, they'd be terrible. Uh, but anyway, yep. Enjoy your prime okay. Swanson's Hungry Man prime rib dinner. Mm. Is it is it like um, Sal- Salisbury prime rib? It, it's it is very much sell so it. 
if you were to say it's Salisbury steak, you go, okay. But because it says prime rib, prime, prime rib, you're like, well, okay, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, it's the same <laughs> texture like... and mm-hmm. consistency and chew and taste as the Salisbury and smell. steak. And smell. And smell. And look. Um, but this prime rib is uh, certified fresh and by Rotten mm, Tomatoes. Really? Uh, yep. <laughs> well, Rotten I mean, tomato. I've got to try it now. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got eighty three positive reviews out of wow. one hundred and six, hmm. right? So that's that's a pretty good percentage. And it's seeing the critics fresh. really love it. The audience is, doesn't like it quite as much. <laughs> yeah, there's a review bomb going on right now because <laughs> the Swanson's prime rib dared to have a woman cook it. <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so there's a bunch of angry internet people out there mm-hmm. it's like only men can cook prime rib <laughs> i you know what uh my dad made a lot of these for me when i was a kid so yeah <laughs> you're ruining my childhood swansons <laughs> that's why they, they re- gave it such negative reviews yeah yeah, makes sense. He was a single father. He had to do that. <laughs> yeah. it had nothing to do with the fact that women couldn't make them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. But here we are. Enjoy your enjoy your prime rib and corn brownies. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I hope those review bombers don't come after <laughs> us now for endorsing. Well, you know what? Let them come. Let them yeah, come. yeah. Bring we, it. We, we had we had the power of Gabriel and Gabriel too for a little bit. I mean. <laughs> The power of Christ compels us uh, to eat the prime rib. I don't know. I don't know. Eat prime rib cooked by a woman. (laughs) 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 Yep. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I'm loopy. It's been a long week. Mm -hmm. And nothing says, let's put an explanation point on that week, like the Munsters. Yeah, so we, so we should do it at this point. Yeah, we should it do it. Feel like the end of the week without watching the monsters episode. That is true. That it doesn't feel like the end of the week without going. Oh, Jesus, I gotta watch that episode. Yeah. And the kids <laughs> are like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, because I have to. I committed to this so long ago." And you know, Daddy, he doesn't uh, give up. And, on and it's almost over, kids. It's yeah. almost over. Yeah. All right. So we're here for season two, episode thirty. Herman's sorority caper. As Keith mentioned, this some bitch came out on April 14th, 1966. And when I was on my distant planet, sitting crisscross applesauce to transport myself here to this planet so I could hop up on a table and sit crisscross applesauce and meditate myself back into time, I read this. And I used the power of uh, editing to brief brief it down i guess a little bit if that's a word because it was like six sentences long Um, oh okay i'm just i just took the first one because it seemed to work the best while the muster family are at a drive-in movie two college students visit the house and decide it would be the perfect setting for fraternity initiation yeah i like that that's crisp clean Mm -hmm. yep makes you wonder what's going to happen as opposed to the rest of the sentences which are spoilers Mm mm-hmm it gets a 7.7 IMDb, which is not considered highly rated, but is a highly rated episode. Yeah, in my Compared eyes, it's highly rated. Yeah. This one starts in a peculiar way. The musters are all slinking out the front door, going down the walk. Herman's got a clipboard, and he's dishing out commands. He's like, Lily, position A, Marilyn, position B, Grandpa, left flank. And since Edward has homework, take the rear. Grandpa's like, yes. And then Herman goes, I'll drive. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? 
Turns yeah. out they're going to the drive-in. Yeah, Herman is apparently a master planner. He's got a, a mechanical sudden. mind. Yeah. In fact, he's got an old mechanic's brain or something like that in his head. <laughs> First time hearing of this, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it made no sense, and it was not a good way to kick off the episode. Yeah, it was a weird launch, uh, but as far as cold opens go, there's been worse, I imagine. There was one interesting moment, I thought, though. Is the popcorn. The popcorn, yeah, because Grandpa's yeah. like, I'm going to check the popcorn. So he opens up the radiator. Because Why is he checking popcorn? Because they're going to the drive-in movie. Usually, don't you, wouldn't you just buy it there? Or I guess you could bring it from home. I mean, Yeah, I but he opens up the radiator and popcorn spits out, and it looks like it's chewed up or something. It looks gross. Pre-chewed yeah. popcorn. And it's, mm-hmm. Which is the best way to eat popcorn. Eliminate yes. the crunch and the chew out of the popcorn and just have mm-hmm. it be like mealy mush. Man, Let good. me tell you, that's that's the dream job right there. If you're uh, a <laughs> you're working at the popcorn factory and you get the the title of yeah the pre chewer and the you chewer, just have to just, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love. I'll go to the po- I'll go to the popcorn store. I'll go to the grocery oh. store wherever I get my popcorn, and I'll look and I'll see that bag and I, if I see that little burst that says pre chewed on it, I'm like I grab it. You grab it by the top and and you can feel all that chewed wet popcorn <laughs> slumping to the bottom of the bag. Can't hear swishing, sloshing. Oh god, in there. I love yeah. it so much. That's the best. If you ever go touring like a popcorn factory, you just see the see the guy at work in person. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Just the yeah. efficiency of yeah, just the way he chews and spits it out in a little bucket next you know, to him. I, you know, the spider petting zoo was pretty bad, and I didn't think anything could get worse. But <laughs> you may have just. This tour and seeing somebody well, chewing. Well, hold on. Let, let me let me see if this brings you back, Keith. The guy's got giant teeth. They are so oh, <laughs> they're, like, uh, they're way too big for his mouth. I don't know how he does it, but he's just like ar, 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 chewing popcorn, spitting into a bucket. Anyway, pre-chewed popcorn coming out of the radiator. They're going to see the beast that ate Lure, New Jersey. It's been mm-hmm. a critical success, coast to coast. And then Herman goes contact, uh, and they start to drive. Grandpa jumps into the moving car. They pull away from the curb and then directly behind them, pulling up to in front of the Muster's house in a way which they probably heard them or could have seen them in the rear view mirror. Or the two guys pulling up saw the Muster's leave. They pulled up to the curb and are in a convertible. Everybody drives a convertible and they're admiring the Muster's house. Oh, man, the person that designed this place is Frank Lloyd Wrong. It's almost like they were like around the corner and they were just staking it out to like, all right, as soon as they leave, let's it's, get over there. It's almost like they were waiting for the monsters to pull out so they can get their parking spot. Yeah. That, like they pulled up, they pull up real slow. Like, oh, I think they're pulling out. They got the blinker on. So we'll just wait a minute. <laughs> wonder why they parked there. Weird. Yeah. I wonder why they're walking out of the house. As huh. if they, yeah. Weird. Yeah. They pull up and they're like, oh, that's a crazy looking house. And then they're like, oh, it's the perfect house to have our fraternity initiation party tonight or whatever it is. They're going to do a fraternity initiation, and then we get the banger. Yes. It was at this point where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this episode. Yeah, the the intro was pretty bad. It didn't make a lot of sense to me at all. Old Open was rough. Yeah, but the banger, I did turn things around for me. I know something pretty oh. weird. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What now? What do we got now? Terry blinks an average of 38 times per banger. 
Yeah. I mean, it, so, all right. So this was the site. This was season two. So it's not like we've seen this one for the entire thing, but we're still what? 30 episodes into watching this and you still managed to uncover something. What do we got? All right. What do you got, Terry? Uh, I, well, I mean, of course I watch it frame by frame every week. It takes yes. about three hours. Um, Understandable. That, under, at- my, uh, under a microscope. He's <laughs> looking for all little things. Yeah. I've got the original negatives here at my place. That I, like, <laughs> You've <scroll> <laughs> Uh, De- Derek in his tantric tantric meditation brought those back for you at one time, to, yes. so you could check it out. You ever looked at the top of the Munster's house? No. Like the little, there's like little, you know where the roof crests, the little triangle. Yep. There's like a little angry face in there. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, there's a little <laughs> angry <laughs> face. <laughs> uh, um, do you have a picture of this? Or is the, the like? No, I well, didn't yeah. screenshot it or anything. Um. <sighs> I'm telling you, it looks like a face. You see it in the intro. It's just like I believe it. Right there, angry face oh. in the banger. Yep, angry face yep. during the banger. Angry face because I'm gonna have to watch this whole episode. Now. No, return <laughs> from the banger to the monsters are returning from the movie. So we didn't go see him go to the movie, and they come in. Herman is dazed. They're like trying to help him out of the car. He's hard having a hard time walking. And they're like, it was the worst attack he's ever had, Herman. And Grandpa's mad because they missed half the movie. Uh, he has no clue if the monster ate New Jersey. And he's like, uh, he ate up to Atlantic City, and that should make anyone happy. Um, still don't know what this means, what's going on. I'm like, are we going to have to guess? Did he have a heart attack? What's going on? Yeah, like, did he get jumped at the theater or something? Turns out. Well, I mean, they've, I mean, they've already explained before that when they go to the theater and he goes to get snacks. Like everyone takes off and then yep. they get the whole place themselves pretty much. Yep. But they he had he had uh, some sort of attack. Apparently yeah. it's attack of the hiccups. Herman's like it was only a few mm-hmm. little hiccups. I don't get what everybody's so upset about. Like, oh okay, Herman has the hiccups. They go inside and Herman hiccups and the whole house starts to fall apart. They're like yeah, that's explodes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh the people at the drive in got upset because Herman had the hiccups and the screen fell down. Okay. Um, Now that's a reason to be upset. Sure. The screen fell down, not just having. It's the drive-in screen too. So it's like the only screen. It's a Mm -hmm. big giant concrete structure. Uh, Lily says the place was so cheap. uh, When they asked for a refund, the manager hid behind the counter. Herman hiccups again. The house falls apart further. The couch collapses. The bird pops out of the clock and says. Earthquake. And then flies away. Um. If we don't cure Uncle Herman's hiccups, we won't get any sleep tonight. Okay. Also, won't have a house to live in. Yes. Flip two. Herman drinking water. I'm like, that's a lot of glasses of water. So I counted them. There's 24 empty glasses in front of them. Oh. Grandpa goes, that's it. 25 glasses. And that didn't work. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. So I went back. Nope. There's 24 (laughs) glasses in front of them. Maybe they should have done 25. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Why would they throw out a number like that? It was <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, they didn't expect anybody to be able to. No, nobody will ever like rewind that. and look back at that, these. That, was, yeah, that didn't, didn't exist. That, that was a possibility. Then. Yeah. No one will ever use tantric meditation to bring themselves from a long distance planet to Earth, <laughs> sit on a table, uh-huh. and then come back to watch these episodes uh, in real time and be able to re- rewind. As yeah, well it's interesting meditation. that you were able, you were fast enough to yeah. be able to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, nobody will ever do that. We'll never have technology to do that. So just let it slide. Here's the thing: if you wanted to like pause them, you would have had to take out the camera and take a picture of the TV screen, 
and then you would have had to like use up the whole roll of film and then take it to get developed and then mm-hmm. wait the like mm-hmm. 15 days for it to return mm-hmm. and then you would have seen it be like, why the fuck did I take a picture of all these glasses on the TV screen? <laughs> yeah. Because you wouldn't remember where it's from. You'd be like, oh, what a waste of a photo. This is like a $15 roll of film yeah. in 1966. <laughs> I only got 12 shots and I used mm-hmm. one of them on this. <laughs> yep. That's why I missed the classic step of having like one person like follow you around, remind you every couple minutes. Hey, don't forget about that. The, the 25 <laughs> glasses of water on the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Herman gets up and is, he sloshes. He's got a bunch of water in his stomach. Uh, hilarious joke. Lily says, "Sounds like that popcorn, pre-chewed." Oh God, yeah. Lily goes, "I got it. I got an idea. This is gonna work." Hold your breath. Like that's it. Took you this long to think of this? She's yeah, like, "Hold your breath the... as long as you can." Yeah, I mean that's like the first thing you should try doing. Everyone is skeptical, including Herman, but he's like, nah. I'm going to give it a shot because it's almost midnight. So he's been hiccuping for a long time. He inhales and the air mattress under his shirt inflates. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's got this giant puffed out chest. He's holding yep. his breath. He holds, he holds, he holds. And then he hiccups. And then the wind from the hiccup blows shit all over the place. Cabinets fly open. And plates fall down against the wind yep. somehow. Uh, and he goes, gee, pop, that was neat. Do it again. Something else happens, I think. Fade. Everyone gives him a glare yeah. of no, don't encourage. Fade two. Igor flying around the dungeon in circles. Now, it's almost like he's on a wire that is connected <laughs> to a slow turning simple motor, but I'm you know, who's who's to say? And he's flying around in circles. Grandpa is going to hypnotize Herman to get rid of the hiccups. I'll hypnotize you, and you'll wake up in the morning and the hiccups will be gone. Now the line of the episode. Herman goes, the yes. last time you hypnotized me, I woke up and my wallet was gone. <laughs> and Grandpa gets angry. He goes, that was just a coincidence. Yep. <laughs> I love that line. Best that part of the laugh. episode was that right yeah. there. And that's a, that, yes. is, that is a top-notch like, joke, sitcom joke. In my yes. Mind. Very good. <laughs> it's a coincidence. I want to see an episode like how this was a coincidence. Mm. Or how Grandpa just <laughs> yeah. snuck in there and grabbed it. It's not my fault. Your wallet's gone. I'm only hypnotized you. Grandpa's trying to hypnotize Herman. He's like flopping his hands around. woo dee doo dee doo And then Igor falls out of the sky and lands in Grandpa's hands. He's like, uh, Herman says, that's fine, but Igor doesn't have the hiccups. Herman didn't hit- they do this once before, something similar to this? And like, and didn't they try hypnotizing Marilyn once before or something like that? And Igor fell for it, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, they tried hypnotizing Marilyn and, and the Herman fell. Mm-hmm. Under the spell. Maybe. That might be it. Yeah. yeah. Herman hiccups. Shit falls off the shelves. Grandpa falls backwards into a cauldron. Upstairs, yes. we see the trap door popping open and smoke coming out. I don't know where the smoke's coming from. Marilyn's upset. He still has, he's still got the goddamn hiccups. And he's like, chill the fuck out. It's comforting at times like this to have a father who is a mad scientist. Back to downstairs. Grandpa's slowly getting out of the cauldron. We got our opening clip where Grandpa's going to give him the Transylvanian brain freezer. Yes, mm-hmm. which is just sounds weird. like a pro wrestling move. It probably is a pro wrestling move. Yeah, uh, it will be when me Transylvanian our... brain freezer. That's <laughs> yep, that's, uh, those are the words. The, the way that Chief J Strongbow taught me. What? <laughs> this is a Big Daddy reference. It's a who reference? 
Adam Sandler, Big Daddy. Oh my God, it's a movie I haven't seen in a long. He time. teaches him how. He teaches him how to do the sleeper hold, just like Chief J Strongbow. Have you watched that movie recently? No, I just remember that line. <laughs> oh my God, how do you remember that movie? Keith, that movie's over twenty years old. You remember? <laughs> Well, I, I guess if you watched it, I only saw it like one time. I don't remember that. Long. I've probably seen it maybe twice in my life. Mm. Oh. Uh, oh, you, Terry. How many times have you seen Big Daddy? Uh, that's the first time hearing of this, so zero. It's like Adam, I didn't even go as far as that, like negative one. It was like Adam Sandler adopts a kid or something like that, and they pee on a wall. I don't know. Oh, I've seen that yeah, poster. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've never seen the movie, but I remember seeing yeah. that poster as a kid and being like, what is this? Yep. And they joke around a couple times, like showing them how to do like this wrestling move, like the sleeper hold uh, in the fashion that Chief J Strongbow used to do it. And then when he's in the the court, like trying to convince, you know, the judge to go with it, the kid is like, has to go on the stand himself. Like one of the things he said, he's like, he taught me how to do the sleeper hold, just like Chief J Strongbow. Are you saying the words Chief J and Strongbow? Yes. Okay. Former professional wrestler, Chief no. J Strongbow. Yes. Is that a real person? Used- yes. And it's, is he in the movie? I don't think he's in the movie. I think I think he's dead by then. It, and he's, it's chief, as in like C H I E F. Yeah, like chief engineer yes. or mm-hmm. chief Keith. J yes. as yeah, in like that. <laughs> the yeah. letter J. No. J J A Y J A Y like J Bird. Chief J Strongbow, uh, American professional wrestler. Okay, you're saying the words, but you're saying them so fast. I can't tell if it's three <laughs> words or if it's all one. It's it's, it's three words word together. Chief. Sense. He's an Indian chief. Yeah, I'm getting so he's there. A chief. Okay. His name is Jay, and his last name is Strongbow. Strongbow. That's so the Strongbow might be the one that was messing me up because I couldn't. Yes. It's not like you're saying like Strongbow, like Stromboli. Stromboli. Yes. yes. That's a different character. Chief Jay Strong, <laughs> but here once again, you're like Chief Jay Strongbow, and I'm like I don't. <laughs> yes. It's it sounds like. Uh, the Monster Hunter's Almanac Factoid Back Teach by Chief Chitty Sitsi Bimpaw of the Week, Chief J. Strombo. I'm sorry. Yes. You could probably throw that Chief, in there with your I'm intro. Going to. <laughs> yes, Chief, Chief J. Strongbo. Okay. <laughs> Man, that was confusing as hell. I don't even know where we're at in this, mo- this episode now. Chief J. Strongbo <sighs> came in and just suplexed something here. Uh, oh, the brain freezer. So Chief J. Yes. Strongbow brain freezes everybody. Grandpa, well, so there's a lot that happens in that little clip. It's very visual, yes. and we listen to it. Um, <laughs> there's smoke comes out of Grandpa's smoke ears. Shoots out of Grandpa's ears. Herman's neck bolts glow for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really, yeah. Uh, they start to glow, and then what? There's like a spark or. So yep. Grandpa's holding a sparkler. Grandpa's I don't know if that's sparkler. Yep. If that's a result of Herman's uh, little uh, bolts, I don't know. Like flashing on and off, and suddenly that leads up to that. And then, is it just me, or does he slap Herman in the face, and then that's what knocks him out? No, he claps. Oh, he claps. Yeah. It looked to me like he like smacked him in the side of the face. <laughs> Maybe he did too. No, I. It's just the most ridiculous scene possible uh-huh. like it, it's just, it's way over the top it's not like even the like facial the hip- expressions though. yes now it's fun to look at but just the fact of like he's hypnotizing him and this whole thing is yes <laughs> he's doing is that, that strange yep shaking his jowls as yep. he does yeah. it. You know. he does that there's a lot going on here 
and it results in Herman fainting and being passed out and hypnotized, mm-hmm. I guess, right? And I would have loved it if Grandpa would have just like immediately went for his wallet. Like, right <laughs> yeah, picked up his wallet and is like Lily, and then Marilyn decided to tell Lily that he's he's like Lily, Marilyn, Lily, I did it. Yep, it kind of reminded no. me of that episode, Lily, mm-hmm. where he like runs down the stairs. It's almost so, like that. I think because and it's not to the extent of that, but when he does go to yell for Lily and Marilyn and Eddie to come down. He that same a bit of that same emphasis on Lily is yes like, yeah it, it's not as bad as one episode but that's almost like I guess how L. Lewis would yell for her <laughs> yeah just that's how he yells yeah, yeah just harsh and grating <laughs> yes so from there we cut to Grandpa Lily and Marilyn are carrying a stiff as a board light as a feather Herman back up <laughs> they did they, mercifully they didn't show them maneuvering him up the stairs right we, we see him in the living room <laughs> carrying a hermit yes as a result of bringing him up the stairs that probably would have taken like 15 minutes yes. to get him up they probably there. wanted to do it they're like oh we just don't have enough film last uh, week's episode you have seen all of it yes so lily herman or lily grandpa and Marilyn are carrying herman who as we've said before is like 600 pounds right mm-hmm. but he is uh stiff and light Almost like a styrofoam sort of like recreation of Herman. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? They made a wax. Made a know. wax. Yeah. Lily is. She's like, oh, it's been such a long day. I'm dead on my feet after all the excitement, which I'm assuming was supposed to get a laugh from the cane audience, but we did not. They all need to get some sleep because it's it's after midnight. Yeah, which still confused if that's bedtime or if that's like. That's yeah. Primo mid mid afternoon nap time for the rest. Yeah, of us. that was like I don't I don't get it, but whatever. Uh, and but they're like Herman will be like this until the morning, and they'll be back to normal. Or they can use him as an ironing board. <laughs> Fade to the convertible. It's pulling back up to the house, and I hear okay, you pledges. And to me, that makes it sound like there should be a lot of people. There are two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's two people like in the group. back of the convertible. You have to stay in this house for the night. I'm like, oh, and then they win a million dollars or something like that. Yep, gotta join the fraternity. This is what you gotta do. This Go is in a the creepy house. Fraternity. Which, if you remember, there was an episode in season one where they made mention of it being a fraternity initiation prank. Yes, be in yeah. the monster's house, and I can't remember which episode it is. What episode was that? Was that that was the one with the was that the psychiatrist comes? Maybe, or maybe it was the actor. Somebody comes in and thinks that this is like a prank or something. Yeah, yeah. or maybe the police. No, oh yeah, you're right. When those the police show up yes. at the end, I forget which oh, issue they show up yeah. for. When they walk in. It's they're the like, gold doubloons one, isn't it? Oh, and and any any uh, doesn't he? Like, I think he thinks Lily's a man dressed up in, a, in makeup yes. or something like that. Yeah. Yes. But tells he goes and he tells they go and tell the police what happened. No, it wasn't the gold. Was it the gold thief? No, no, it wasn't the gold doubloon one. It was something else. Yeah. No, oh, it's the way yeah, I remember now. It's the one where Marilyn uh, accidentally locks herself in her bedroom. Uh, yes, yes, the doorknob, yes, yes. And yeah. they kidnap the guy. Because I think oh, he's a frog. Because they think he's a frog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then when they go oh. to tell the police, the cops are like, "This is some weird fraternity initiation." Oh, thank God! That was gonna haunt me. Yes. I was gonna think about that. 
Oh, I'm glad you figured okay. that out. Well, anyway, this is a new fraternity initiation. They're dropping these two dudes off. You get out of the car. Well, now we know it's a thing. Yes. You know, it's a thing. These fraternity people just go to any creepy house oh, and start yes. doing weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. That's, that's just what they do. Car drives off, leaving two places at the house. Gee, I wonder how the fraternity found this old rotten place. Looks like the kind of place you'd have to be dead to move into, which did not get a laugh either. Wolf yeah, howls. They worse. walk up slowly. They have flashlights. They re- they reveal. Uh, they get inside. They're like, oh, this place is creepy as hell. Then they reveal Spot, who blows fire at them. Yeah. And they're like, that's a funny gag. The frat must have spent lots of money on that. As opposed to, holy fuck, there's a dragon that just breathed fire at me. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you, I mean, you get anywhere, any cars or anything get anywhere near my house, my dogs go nuts. Yes. You know, a dragon, and it actually opened up on somebody there in the house. Don't you think it would make some noise? I would think it would eat them. Yes, they would eat it and be all completely mm-hmm. done, and we'd never have to worry about this again. <laughs> yep. The rest of the episode would be about the cops coming and being like, Heard some frat boys were dropped off here. Yep. <laughs> know anything about it? Um, but yeah, instead, like he spot lets out a little bit of fire, and that's it. That like, is he's it. Not yeah. really gonna defend the house the rest of the way. Nope. And I feel like that's loud enough to wake me up. That like flame I mean, well, like going on. I think it's loud enough that normally or it doesn't have to be loud. It's just people be like, "Let's get the fuck out of Dodge now." Yes. <laughs> yes. But these guys are, I maybe because these guys are already like, oh, it's just a, it's a fake thing. It's not it's real. a prank. So, yeah. yeah, just a prank, bro. Just a prank. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, isn't that cool? One wants to leave. Their one's like, no, we got to say and see what other gags they have rigged up. Cut to Herman and Lily sleeping. Lily wakes up startled, and then she remembers that Herman's hypnotized. She's like, oh, but you hear footsteps, and she's like, yep. What am I so worried about? It's probably just one of Grandpa's experiments up walking around. And then she goes right back to sleep. <laughs> or yeah. yeah. Cut to the frat pros downstairs. Oh, look, a trap door. Let's go see what they have rigged up for us there. Then they slowly make their way into the trap door and down the stairs. And then we cut to the dungeon where we see them continue to walk down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> all the way down. They're like, oh, look at this crazy setup, blah, blah, blah. One of them runs into Grandpa, who is hanging there, upside down from his feet, sleeping. They freak out. Then they convince themselves, oh, it's just a dummy hanging there. You go check it mm-hmm. out. So they go goes over, he touches Grandpa's face. Oh, it's cold and clammy. And his face is green. Worst <laughs> dummy ever. They slap Grandpa on the mm-hmm. face a bunch of times. <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> Slapping him, pulling M- his nose. Much like I do when I try to wake my kid up in the morning, I'll walk over and like, Poke him a couple times. He doesn't start wake up. I slap him in the face a few times. Now, Come Gr- on, Grandpa's go. lucky. These are frat guys. Luckily, they, they didn't like rub their sacks on his face or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get this shut <laughs> down, old man. Yeah. <laughs> They're frat guys. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They draw like a penis on his forehead. Yep. Or something. Yeah, draw a penis yep. on his forehead. Yep. You know, With all the good in stuff. The hand, itch his nose and then. Or scratch, yeah, feather on his nose to make him slap himself in the face with the whipped cream. So they do all that, and they're like, "Well, let's go upstairs." They slap Grandpa around. They leave and go back upstairs. <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa wakes up. I could have sworn someone was just here, and then he's chucks. I hate waking up in the middle of a perfectly good nightmare, which didn't get a laugh either. Cut to the fret bros sneaking around the house again. The now it's like, I don't know why you maybe come upstairs. He's like, why? We got to see what else they have rigged us up, rigged up for us up here. 
They open up the door and they're in Herman and Lily's room. Before they spot Herman and Lily, he says this, and I didn't know what it meant. I can't get over the dummy in the basement. I still can't get over. The- he looked like a four F vampire. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Four F. I don't know either. Vampire doesn't have an F in it anywhere. Um, it was like it was like vampire. Nope. <laughs> vampire. Yeah. I don't know what a four F vampire means. Maybe like you failed. Like you got an F. That's oh triple. Do you know what four H is, Terry? <laughs> no. No. So four four H is like a, a I don't know if it's just the it, it's it's not oh like a school size like five H no 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 so H. it no, was no, like no, a it uh, was like a club it's like an agricultural club um but you could still exist I think yeah it's, it's still a not, thing four H it's yeah. kind of like uh Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts but not Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and it's combined and you could like do activities and you compete like in state competitions when I was a kid being in four H mostly meant. Uh, either you owned horses or you could do model rockets because there was a model rocket thing for 4-H. Oh, okay. But it had lots nice. of different things in it. Maybe 4-F was like some sort of something like 4-H. I don't know. Um, but it could be. Yeah, like a like a lesser version of that or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, F comes first in the alphabet, 4-H, so probably. Yep. H yep. is more superior, mm-hmm. clearly. 4F classification in the U.S. Selective Service System identifies a person as unfit for military service. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's what wow. it is. Wow, that's probably what it means. A vampire yeah. unfit for military service. It's also I, a, that's a good way to describe grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it's also a Polish sportswear company. Oh, it, probably that too. With that Polish sportswear company vampire. Mm-hmm. He's wearing all like very sporty clothes. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. track suits. Then they're like, oh, get a load of these two. It's Herman and Lily. Vincent Price movie rejects. The one dude's like, nah, I don't know. The other, the other dude's balls to walls for the shit. He's like, I'm going to do this all day. You aren't scared of some wax dummies, are you? No, I'm just scared of the big green one. He makes the hunchback of Notre Dame or Notre Dame look like Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, I, I don't, I never pictured the hunchback of Notre Dame as like a particularly scary character, right? In the like original one, he's pretty creepy looking. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But even like even so, it's such a it's such a weird comparison. Like uh, those two things take like Terry, do you know who Captain Kangaroo That's is? That's the next no, question. I don't know. So Captain Kangaroo is like a children's television programming from the sixties all the way through the nineties. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, Captain Kangaroo. He's not. Kangaroo. He's not. He's not creepy at all. No, he's just an old man. Yeah, with the mustache. Oh, he's an old man. He's not a kangaroo. No, he is not a kangaroo at all. He's just. Is he jump high? Is that his power? Um, he's not a superhero. He's more of like a nautical captain. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Was his born name kangaroo? Or was it given? <laughs> his born oh, name. He was uh, Reginald J. Kangaroo. Um, <laughs> he earned the. Uh, the honor of being a captain uh, after his service in World War II <laughs> in the Navy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. And then he became a children's yeah. television programming. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it aired weekday mornings on American television on CBS from 1955 to 1984, making the longest running national broadcast children's television program of its day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so imagine like the Bozo Show or 
whatever regional yeah. clown show you had in Kansas City <laughs> when you're growing up. Regional clown show? <laughs> if they had, I, mean, I don't yeah. know if that's a regional thing. <laughs> did you did you have Bozo when you were a kid? No. Okay. No, no Bozo. So Bozo the clown, which is a Chicago thing, was yeah. This boat was Bozo <laughs> the clown, and it was did like a morning television show for kids. Like hmm. there's cartoons, okay. there's yeah. Like, comedy and there was a, another clown named cookie and a wizard named wizzo and it's a wizard wow yeah. yeah now so i don't know why but i recently looked up some stuff on bozo i was checking <laughs> I, I wanted to find something about it <laughs> so uh-huh so okay. this is how popular it was they had an eight-year waiting list for tickets yes and and they said if you factor in the weekends because they only did five shows monday through friday it was a 10-year wait list to get on their show. Yep. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. I uh, so I mean it was I, it was huge and I remember knowing somebody in grade school who got to go. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the whole thing was you get to play the what was the, the grand, grand prize game. game. So there's Yeah. So one of the big things they did this it was filmed in front of a live studio audience, right? Always. Mm-hmm. And it probably had about 200 people in in the audience. Parents and kids. And they would do this thing where it's like, it's time for the grand prize game. Kids would go fucking bonkers because then they would do mm-hmm. this camera. They had two arrows, uh, one on each side, uh, pointing, and they would just pan the camera all around. And if it stopped on this kid, that's who got to play the grand prize game. So, oh, cool. So okay. the camera would go up, and there was the bozo buckets. There were six buckets. And you had to stand in the line at the, the very first one and drop a ping pong ball in each bucket consecutively and each bucket had prizes right so you drop in the first one like oh you won like uh it was there was always it's like a 50 dollar coin or something a 50 dollar bill or maybe that was the last bucket i can't remember but the each, last bucket was always a bike yeah and a hundred dollar bill I could, I could always remember bozo like pulling a hundred dollar bill cracking it you know and then putting it in the bucket cranking it you know, you know you like crack money like you, you oh, pull it out okay, straight yeah, yeah, yeah. uh kind of like uh, it, the old days, like going to your grandparents and like you see your uncle at Christmas, is like I had seen you in a long time. Oh, I got something for you. Psh, he pulls out a five dollar bill and kind of like, yes. kind of like folds it a little bit between his fingers and gives it to you, like that. Mm-hmm. So Bozo would do that. So each prize would be something like, oh, and they'd be increasingly better. Like the first one's like, oh, you win play doh, and the next one, oh, and there's always toys and shit like that. And then the last bucket was a hundred dollar bill and a new Schwinn bicycle. Do you know what Schwinn bicycles are? <laughs> I mean, I know what a bicycle is. Oh, it's it's just a brand of bicycle. Normal. It's a big. Okay. Okay. It, 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 I don't. I. I don't know if Schwinn was just Chicagoland or not, but it was huge in Chicago, right? Okay. But then, they would bring out this big drum and they'd pull, turn the wheel, and then the kid would reach in and pull out a card, and then that was the at-home player, and then the at-home player got all the same prizes as yeah. the kid playing the bozo what? buckets. Yeah, the at-home player. So is that just like some random? Yeah. Person so you had to get the... your parents to fill out a postcard and send it in, right? Oh. And so it would mm-hmm. just be in this big drum, and they would crank the drum, and by not like a not like a snare drum, but like a big like wheel, like a bass drum. <laughs> yes, it was like a bass drum, but imagine it turned on its side and larger and not acoustic in any way. Uh, it just held <laughs> things, right? And they would turn okay. it, and it was. Uh, uh, you know, like on the grand prize game, uh, not the grand prize game, the the showcase showdown on the wheel, <laughs> the Price is Right, where they pull the wheel. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. 
imagine that but inside the wheel is a bunch of fucking postcards from kids from all over the midwest with their names wow. on right so they spin it and then they open up the door and the kid would reach in and pull out a card and then they would read the name and then be like oh my god and the at-home player is this and that person would win all the same prizes as the kid Right. And then they would do it twice. One boy and one girl would do it. And then the boy would yep. always pull a boy's at home prize winner name. And the girl would always pull the girls at. And they were boy and girl prize specifics. Right. So now mm-hmm. nowadays, uh, you know, gender toy, gender toys aren't as big as they were uh, back then. Cause then it was like, uh, for the girl, it was always Barbies and a house. And like for boys, yeah. it was always Tonka trucks and stuff like that. Right. Mm hmm. Interesting. But then they would hmm. do this thing, right? Uh, that's pretty cool. That like the they, that really would get kids hyped, like at home to watch. That's that is why there was a ten year waiting list was because of the grand prize game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't. For, I watched. I watched it basically every day. It wasn't for like, the cartoons. It, was it wasn't for Wizzo going doody doody do and doing his magic. Uh, why the fuck were we talking about this? Captain Kangaroo. Uh, Captain Captain Kangaroo. Kangaroo. I, by the way, I put a picture in the I put a picture in chat <laughs> for you guys see Captain He's Kangaroo. Big eyebrows. Oh my god. I got so oh, wrapped up in bozo nostalgia that <laughs> Oh my okay, so, god, that's for so, Captain Kangaroo. Yes. Like. But the guy said god. that this guy makes uh the hunchback of Notre Dame look like Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> It just seems like a really weird um, comparison because he is weird. It's like a Brady Bunch character, like just aged up in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Bowl cut and big bushy eyebrows. Yes. And a mustache. (laughs) Yes. Captain Kangaroo. I think at one time he had big mutton chop sideburns, too. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Anyway, that Herman makes the hunchback of Notre Dame look like him. Yep. Uh, Then the one that's all ballsy about this. He hatches a plan. It's like, it's going to make us legends in our own time. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? They're going to rub their balls on Herman. (laughs) There's a a lot, and we'll discuss it here. They're going to steal Herman and put him in the sorority house. So they pick up Herman, no big deal, and they carry him out. And that's when we get our first commercial break. There's a few things here. And we've talked a lot about Bozo and Captain Kangaroo, or I've talked a lot about Bozo. I had a huge fear in this entire episode because these frat boys are walking through the Munster's house that they were going to oh, go to Maryland. Maryland? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was my big time fear. Like, oh, this is the fraternity challenge. Steal panty raid or something like that, right? I was yeah. really, really worried yes. about that. So mm-hmm. thank you, Munsters, for not doing that. Yeah, thank you for just kidnapping Herman and taking <laughs> him with you. Thank you for kidnapping Herman. Yeah. And and not to spoil it, but I kind of thought maybe they would go with like, so they drop Herman off there, and then maybe later there was going to be like a panty raid type thing happen. Yeah, but Herman was going to be there and like kind of scare the crap out of the fraternity guys, and you know like helping out the sorority maybe. I thought he would get recruited by the fraternity. Like he would like he'd wake up and they'd like become friends <laughs> somehow, and then like he chug, was in chug, it and acting. Chug, chug. Yeah, he gets like a new personality as a frat bro or something. That would actually be pretty entertaining. He just walks around and goes, nerds. Yep. He mm-hmm. hates just nerds. Just gives the wedgies. Yeah. yeah. But none of that happened. They're just stealing Herman and going to go put him, sneak into a sorority and put him in there. We get our co- commercial break. We fade back from the commercial break. Grandpa's drinking some smoking tea. 
uh, and reading the paper at the breakfast table, Lily and Marilyn come running in. Emergency, Herman's missing. And Grandpa says, I thought you said it was an emergency. To that, Lily looks at him, grabs up a plate of bread or something, and then smashes it over Grandpa's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, yeah, that, that would probably hurt a lot. Yes. He doesn't seem very phased by it, though, right? He's no. But he kind of just like, ah. He goes, I have the feeling you're trying to tell me something. Lily and Marilyn are both worried that Herman's wandering around in a trance. Grandpa says, cool your jets. I can snap Herman out of it at any time. It's like, oh, okay. So Grandpa slowly stands up, and he walks over, and he stares into space. And then he goes, (laughs) Herman Munster, wherever you are, snap out of the trance. Snap out of the trance. So... So this is all it takes to snap him out. This is all it just takes. Go walk it there out into the corner somewhere and just say those words and that's all. Now it makes me think that the when Victor Frankenstein built Herman and Johan and there was he put in some sort of weird oh. telepathic transceiver in their head. Yeah. Yes. That would make a lot of sense because yeah, I thought it was weird that Johan had a weird psychic thing too. Yeah. Hmm. I bet you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope I'm right. I, I thought <laughs> it was lame that like that was his like incantation to snap him out. I was hoping for like a rhyme mm, or something. Mm-hmm. You know? It was like, a little. It was a little tame for like the stuff that he would normally mm-hmm. say. Usually, Grandpa says something weird and tries to like make it funny and goofy, but he just basically says what he wants. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very direct and not like bibbity floppity scrantonized. Herman, wake up! You <laughs> from when you were hypnotized or something like that, right? Nothing yes. Like that. Yes. Nothing like that. Just a Herman, wake up. <laughs> like you standing Basically. next to him. Yeah. From like 20 miles away. Yeah. Yep. We have no idea the distance. True. They could be a lot farther. Maybe they could be like out of away. state. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to Herman waking up in some closet. It's like, I have no idea where I am. And he starts looking around and there's clothes hanging up. And he starts to talk to the clothes. Pardon me, ma'am. Can you tell me where I'm at? Oh, my God. And then he realizes that under the hat is just the top of a hanger. And he says, oh, it's just a dress with no people in it. Which <laughs> which made me laugh. I like that line. And then yes. it's that moment he realizes he's in a girl's closet. And he freaks out. And then he says, please let it be Lily's. Yeah, that was really funny. It's like, it's obviously not Lily. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, the woman you live with, have you ever seen her wear anything else other than one outfit? Yeah, don't recognize uh, this closet maybe, at all. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe an extra jacket type thing over it, you know, type thing every now and then, but she's pretty much just swimsuit. the same all the time. She wore a swimsuit once, too. Yep. She's never worn a nurse's outfit before. No. Uh, yeah, you're probably in the wrong place. Now, I like their prank was we're going to put him in the sorority, but like, I don't know. You went all the way into somebody's room and put, put him in, him in a closet? very specific closet in a room. Like this seems a little uh, not so much prankish, but like like I was thinking, like oh, you put him like the main area, so when they come down in the morning, like he's like laying on the couch or something. Yeah, the girls would see him and freak out. This is uh, you very much pick one of the girls' room. Yes, yeah, feels put him in there, doesn't it? Yes, yes, feels uh, very violating. I think as well. Yes, like, yeah. So Herman's there. He pokes his head out. He scans the room. I can't remember what the name of the sorority was. It's like Alpha Beta Sorority, whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alpha Beta Zeta or something. Yeah. Like I'm in a sorority house. 
And then Herman says, this might be the line of the episode. A married man in a sorority house full of girls means only one thing. San Quentin. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was funny, too. Herman tiptoes his way across the room, pokes his head out the door, trying to escape, but some girls are coming down the hall, so he scrambles in. He stands in the middle of the room. He's unsure what to do. He's like, uh, which I liked. He looked like a deer in headlight, headlights. Then he runs into another room, which is the bathroom. Gets in there, and he doesn't notice all the underwear and pantyhose that are hanging up in the bathroom. He's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, safe. He turns around. He sees all the underwear. He's like, oh, I was better in the closet. Yeah, this is worse. This is a lot mm-hmm. worse. <laughs> Cut to the two girls in the room just outside where Herman is. Hurry up. We only have 10 minutes until class. Okay. Seems seems rational. We got to get good moving. And everyone's like, where's my hairbrush? Oh, you left it in the bathroom. It's like the bathroom. So he hides in the shower. The girl goes in and says, 10 minutes to class and we got to walk there. I got time for a shower. So she turns on the shower. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. She reaches in, turns on the shower, and the shower is so hot it generates smoke. Yeah, it's like steaming hot. Oh, it's yeah. not steam. It's smoke. It is thick. It, it's so hot that yeah, yeah it's like already like, <laughs> it's yeah. on fire. It is like it's like molten like lava. magnesium or something. Yeah. <laughs> she comes out. Oh, I don't have time for a shower, do I? And then everyone's like, look at the smoke. And she's like, oh, I didn't realize it turned it on that hot. So she reaches in and turns off the shower. Uh, and then they leave. Herman has steam shooting out of his ears. So they must have been like, we got we got this steam ear head mechanism we need to use. <laughs> we budgeted yeah, for we, it we put a lot, the year. We, we bought it. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on it. We got to use it a couple we times. We have not used it yet. We're in episode three. Let's use it a couple times. Now, he also, he does mention, he goes, he's like, oh. That cures the hiccups. Live steam. Live steam. Live steam. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't mentioned it up to this point, but this episode is a bit of a prop department contest extravaganza because somebody yep. made a life sized Herman. Yep. 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 And you, you know they're strutting around. They're like, I'm getting that 50 bucks this week. Oh, yeah. And that person still has it today. <laughs> but the 50 house. bucks or the Herman? The Herman. Yeah. It's got a hole yeah. cut in it. Maybe several. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, do you think some frat bro grabbed Herman? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a piggy bank, I think. It's like means. a fleshlight holder. Oh, oh no. no. Okay. No, That's no, no we knew what he meant the first <laughs> okay. time. Okay. Wait a minute. You didn't have to have him explain it anymore, Terry. It's a- uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Herman, I bet I go for a pretty penny, honey. But... <laughs> I bet you would too. I there's plenty of people. I would on, love the the people on Twitter that are monsters crazy would probably buy that up in a quick. I like if they didn't like tell you that there was like a weird hole in it, and then when you get it, and you're like, what the, what the hell is this? Beat up, all faded hole. It's like, yes. oh man, it's like. <laughs> Something just kept getting rammed into it repeatedly over and over again. Who is this? Captain Kangaroo? This is so smashed up over here. I bought a near mint Herman, not a not a obviously fucked Herman. Fade two. I don't think that, I don't think that on eBay. I don't think there's a drop down on, on the yeah. description for anything. Obviously, clearly been fucked. <laughs> you get a pretty good discount though if it does pop up. Near mint like new. Uh, previously, been, yeah. clearly been fucked. Is uh, new used? 
Fade to Herman coming out of the room. He's got a towel with him. He's coming out of the hallway. He's trying to figure out which way to go. He looks down, and there's three girls staying there talking. He's like, ah! So he sneaks across the hallway really quick. He's got the towel. He rings it out and dumps a bunch of water. None of his movements or anything like stirs it. It's very uh, like uh, Middle Gear, right? It's like, oh, they're not. Yes. They, they don't have exclamation points over their heads. I'm going to sneak very slowly. If I don't, if it, oh, or like Skyrim, if the little eyeball doesn't pop open, that means they don't mm-hmm. know. I'm undetected. Yeah, it's like a stealth mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're standing there talking. And then coming around the corner uh, are a few girls with tennis rackets. He sees he sees their shadow of girls with tennis rackets are come around the corner. He's like, ah. So you, they show the girls come around the corner. They're talking. They're like, we need to get a court. Blah, blah, blah. And then they walk right past this giant coat rack um, that uh, looks. That they come around the corner and grab their jackets off of this giant Herman-sized coat rack. And they keep on walking, and they're like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. That is Herman with coats on him. Oh, those stits <laughs> Herman. Mm-hmm. It is like Metal Gear, like where you put the box over. Yes, it is just like mm-hmm. that. It looks and they cool. didn't notice when they moved the coats out of the way that there's two giant hands there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and they said, thank you. And Herman's like, anytime. And they just kept going. Uh, the three girls, they're still talking in the hallway. He has no clue what to do. Herman sees a phone booth. So he runs over to it. He's like, I got to give Lily a call. She's probably worried stiff. Right when Herman gets in there, a bunch of girls doing things that my guess is people unfamiliar with what late teen to early 20s women did <laughs> assume they would do. So two girls walk by. They're holding a root beer float. Uh, it has two straws in it, and they're both drinking out of it as they walk by. <laughs> like, interesting. Herman's like, Whew, I said, safe. Oh, wait, here comes another girl. So he ducks down, and she's got a giant ice cream cone. I'm like, what the fuck? There's like an ice cream. <laughs> it's like it's ice, ice cream social ice raise cream money social. for the uh, sorority. There's like a soda shop, like connected to the sorority house, whatever. I don't know. Then the phone rings and nobody looks. Herman answers it real quick and he does this. This phone's been disconnected. He does this like his best. Uh, I'm a, a woman, a feminine voice and hangs up. Yeah, it's very high pitch. Yep. And he's and he, Goes to call Lily, ducks down so nobody can see him in the phone booth, and his hand reaches up and dials. We cut to Lily and Grandpa right by the phone when it starts ringing, and that's when we get the following clip. Hello? Herman! Oh, oh you, you great big green lump of sweetness! You're safe! That's right, there's me, your great big green lump of sweetness, but I'm not safe. He's in some sort of danger. <laughs> Herman, are you there? Are you there? I'm I'm here, dear. I'm here and I'm in big trouble. You've got to help me. Oh, well, you tell us where you are, and Grandpa will be right over to rescue you. You poor lost baby. <laughs> Good. I'm in the Alpha Kappa sorority house. Sorority house? Why, you two-bit girl chaser. And here I was worried about you, and you're down there playing den mother to a bunch of co-heads. Is he a girl chaser, or is he being den mother? <laughs> den that's mother. Very, two, two separate things. Two separate, yeah. Two different. I think den mother's more accurate to the Herman character. I mean, unless it's an episode of Bosom Buddies, I guess, maybe. But. Yeah, maybe. Terry, do you know what Bosom Buddies is? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, so is a sitcom uh, in the early 80s featuring Tom Hanks and somebody else. I can't remember. 
Um, and to, they wanted to, to work at this place. The only way they get a job there is if they were women. So, oh. yep. and guess where this goes? Mm -hmm. They pretend to be women, and then they have to live in this apartment together that's woman only i don't remember but yeah i think like it's it also involves like it's a woman only uh apartment complex of some sort some so yeah they constantly have to dress up like it uh but also like when they're not they also have the girls that they fall in love with there as well yes and, their girlfriends live there and they had to pretend to be women yeah and they're oh i see so like they're the girlfriend didn't realize that they live there yes so they're like, like best friends with the girl versions but also they're dating yes the boy version. something along okay. those lines and they're bosom buddies and bosom because they have to have fake bosoms yep i see so and they're buddies and they're buddies they're best oh, friends right. okay well that makes sense with bosoms right. now here's the thing when herman was in there on the phone with lily he had to duck down again and two girls walked by, one with a guitar and one reading yep, a book. Yep. <laughs> so whoever's like, there's girls walking on the sorority house. What do girls in sorority houses do? They play tennis. They stay in the hallway and talk. They eat lots of ice cream. They have a guitar oh, yeah. and they read books. That's what they do. And they and they but, stay and they stay out very late and get back like ten minutes before class as well. Yes, they comb their hair. Yeah. They do all. They they hang all sorts of pantyhose up in their bathroom. All sorts of stuff. So Lily hears that kind of it's like, oh, you're you're uh, out chasing coeds. Great, hangs up on him. Herman's frustrated. It's like you understand, Lily. Ugh, he wants to leave, but the two girls are coming back. So and so he's like, he gets out of the phone booth. He's like, I don't know what to do. But those two girls that went to class, their class hasn't even started yet. It hasn't been ten minutes. They're coming back, and Herman freaks out. He's like, I don't know where to go. So he does the most logical thing and runs back into the room. Yep, makes sense. The, we're mm -hmm. the last place you'd expect them to go. So yes, yep. because they were on the way to class. Makes sense. Herman Herman is thinking logically. The girls come up, and they're talking about skiing. They're like, oh, first you go on this side or something like that, and then you swish on this side. They, they were doing skiing gestures uh, because that's what girls in sorority houses do. They talk about skiing. Mm -hmm. They play oh, guitar, yeah. they read books, they eat different various kinds of ice cream, they play tennis, and they'd stand in the hallway and talk. Cut two. That's about right. Grandpa and Lily. Lily demands Grandpa do something about Herman. Grandpa declares, he, I got Herman into this mess, and I'll get him out. Make way, it's Count Dracula to the rescue. And he points in the air. The and then we get a, a high-speed run where he runs off, and he goes to the basement, takes a bat pill, Falls down, flies up as a bat, comes flying out. <laughs> Lily, we get an amazing close-up of Lily going, go, Grandpa, go. Yes. The bat blasts through the front door, leaving a bat symbol-shaped hole mm -hmm. that Lily steps up and stares out of it in the most peculiar <laughs> ways. Her eyes are big, and she's looking around, almost like somebody is directing her to more more keep more. looking more and she's looking harder and harder and harder and it goes on for a very long time and i enjoyed it so much there's something this about a, it's like 30 to 45 seconds worth of from when she tells grandpa to do something about it to after she's standing there staring out mm -hmm. and it is 
It's the best part of the episode. It is amazing. It's a. It was funny, but so weird. It's like very strange. Yeah. Where's I mean, the strange Count Dracula to the rescue persona coming from? And, and like, putting his hand up like, yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> here sort of I come to save the day. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. I didn't get it. But Oh, Terry knows what Mighty Mouse is. Okay. I do. I do. Can't, can't deny it. I'm, Big I'm pretty Mouse sure they made a weird. modern movie about Mighty Mouse. And I think, Probably. I think oh, no, like it was re- rejuvenation at one point. Like, oh, the new Mighty Mouse Avengers. Fade to the two girls sitting on their bed. Like, oh, your bed's so fucking lumpy. And they're on, and they look down, and Herman's laying under the bed. He's not touching the bed anyway, he's just laying underneath it. Um, so the girl says, Well, it's so lumpy. Let's flip your mattress. That'll fix the problem. I'm like, What? Then, you know, this is the weirdest tem- part tem- of the episode. Tem- temporary, temporary solution. To temporary solution okay. to lumpy mattress. Then, so they get down to flip the mattress, and like some Quentin Tarantino wet dream, one yes. girl stuffs her foot into Herman's mouth. <laughs> Uh, this is so weird. Why did this happen? And, and then she knows that like there's like drool and not a hat basket wouldn't have that. Oh, she goes clean the junk from under your bed. God damn it! Put my shoe in a hat box. Then cooler heads prevailing. Like they're putting on clean sheets tomorrow. We don't need to flip the mattress now. I'm like, okay, this is just like combing the hair or taking a shower or whatever. It's like, wait a minute. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to see what other junk her friend has underneath. Yeah, the bed. it's probably the Sibian or something like that. Who knows what's underneath? <laughs> what? The Sibians? <laughs> Never mind. It's a big giant like, I, I heard, sex yeah. saddle thing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Howard Stern used to have uh, people on his show sit on this thing. It. I don't want to sit here oh, and describe God. it, but it's like a. It's like a saddle with a thing sticking up and another thing. Yeah. Like a okay. motor moves it around. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, that could be down there. <laughs> At first, when Keith, mm-hmm. Keith was insinuating that there were there was something unsavory underneath there. And the first thing I thought was like, oh, sex toys. But I'm like, boy, to make the mattress lumpy, it had to be huge. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that's why I said that. Uh, I mean, I was talking like dirty socks and stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, but uh, we don't. We never see Herman like leaving what's behind him. Like we don't know. <laughs> Sibian. Yeah, it could be down <laughs> there. Never. Know. Who knows? Um, cooler heads prevail. Let's not flip that. So Grandpa comes in as a bat. And he flies into the window. The girls freak out and run into the hall. Uh, and then, and when they're running, running, one girl biffs so hard she turns, tries to turn the corner, and she wipes the fuck out. Like oh, really? face plants in the hallway. Notice. Yep. Oh no. Um, then they get up and scream and run off. And Grandpa and Herman talk. Oh, I'm so happy I, I see you. I could kiss you. Grandpa's like, get away from me, you slob. <laughs> He's that's what he says. <laughs> get away from me, you slob. And yeah, what, what, what happened to Dracula's coming to save the day? Know, nice. Call him a slob, which made me laugh. He tells Herman to get out of there. Uh, what about you, Grandpa? He's like, ah, I'm a bat. They'll never catch me. So Herman does <laughs> what he should have done long ago. He screams Geronimo, runs onto the balcony, and dives to the ground. <laughs> yes, he should have done that immediately. Done that yeah. at any point. Uh, the grandpa is sitting on the shelf, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to stick around and scare him. and come back. <laughs> Cut to the hallway. <laughs> the girls are in the hall having the typical inconvenienced white woman response. They got the police. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what to do. There's a bat. Get the cops. Yep, um, yep. And they come back into the room with, and there's the two police officers and another man. 
an exterminator, the groundskeeper, the dean. Yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe it was the, I thought maybe it was the, the um, Janitor, maintenance guy maybe? type thing. Yeah. yeah, no clue. Uh, and then they go, "Where did he come from?" I'm like, "Yeah, where did this guy come from?" But no, they're talking about Grandpa. He's sitting on the shelf, <laughs> not as a bat, but as Grandpa, <laughs> saying, as "Oh, I'm a bat. I'm a bat." And he's flapping his wings, <laughs> his arms like wings, and he hops down. He starts hopping on the bed. <laughs> I'm like, what is yes. going on? This is my this is for me the best part of the episode. This is Grandpa just flapping his arms like that. The cops grab him <laughs> and start pulling Grandpa saying shit like, careful, you'll break my wings. And they're like, take it easy, wino. And then he goes, I'm part of a bat union. Uh they drag him in the hall. What is that? I don't know. They drag him in the hall. He sees himself in the mirror and realizes he isn't a bat anymore. Much like when he was the horse. Yes, yes that, exactly they repeated like that. this thing exactly. Can he not just look down and see? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> feel the clothing on his body. You know? Yeah, not yeah. notice like the significant amount of weight that is like <laughs> on his body now. Yeah, he, the fact that he's hopping on the bed, yeah. not in bad form, not physically flying anymore. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh, the bad pill wore off. Shut up, you old wino. <laughs> I want to speak to the dean, and then I don't know what he says here, and the the uh the close captioning wasn't right but it sounds like the dean of women is what i thought he said i want he wants to see the dean of women uh, the dean of women final i mean it's a it's a all women's college maybe i I guess the dean the dean of women then we get the final commercial break now remember we have had it just a non-stop cavalcade of laughter up at this point yes a chuckle fest a regular chuckle fest Clear your minds. Take a deep breath. Yep. Prepare yourself because whatever happens now will be funnier than the rest. We fade back into the monsters eating breakfast. We almost had a whole episode about a breakfast scene other than grandpa reading the paper, but that could have been any time of the day. Uh, But no, we got breakfast. Eddie is very excited to tell the kids at school that his own grandfather was a jailbird. Not a jailbird, a jail bat. Now, I heard jail bat, but the close captioning Looked like it said bait. <laughs> Jail bait? Yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's uh, kind of funny, but it's not why I said it said bad. Uh, Lily thinks it was awfully nice of the police to release Grandpa into their custody. And then Herman says, what was the charges again? Chicken chasing? I. Yeah, I have no idea. What... I don't know what that means. I don't either. Grandpa takes offense, but the first thing I thought of was a, was the uh, non-flattering terminology from '90s hip hop of chicken head. That's the first thing that have, that jumps into my uh, mind as well. Yes, Terry, do you, do you know that phrase, chicken. chicken head? <laughs> no, I don't know that phrase. Uh, it was... there, there's a there's a good uh, there's a good red man skit that kind of breaks it all down. I think. Yeah. Laugh from the chicken head convention. Yeah. So just imagine how uh, chickens' heads move when they walk. Mm. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in reference, uh, the tradition of chasing chickens started with men on horseback dressed in costumes and masks riding through the countryside, stopping at houses along the way to beg for food. What? Oh, maybe that after was... the group of the men would stop at the house, and he alone would approach the owners to ask for permission to enter the yard. <laughs> this is what they're referencing. I I just typed up what is chicken chasing. I'm trying to figure. Did he it ask out. permission to do what? Sleep into in the barn. Into the yard. Into the yard. Oh, 
So these are people dressed like chickens roaming around, starving, begging for food. Uh, yeah, I and there's men on horses hunting them down. What kind of game uh, is this? Yeah, that's I, is this real? When you said ask for permission to like, I in my mind I thought it was going to be like the like the dirty joke, you know, like sleep in the barn. It's like you could stay here, but you gotta stay away from my three daughters, sort of thing. Yeah, um, no, but no, I don't know. That sounds interesting. Wow. Anyway, chicken chasing. Grandpa didn't like that one bit, but luckily everyone is happy that their lives are back to normal. Everything's back to normal. Mm-hmm. Grandpa's like, this all happened because of Herman's hiccups. And Herman says, well, that'll never happen again. He's eating like a cracker or some sort of crispy thing. He's laughing. Yeah. Belvita. Yes. He's eating a Belvita breakfast crisp, mm-hmm. whatever he's doing, right? He's he's got <laughs> he's got like this this churlish little grin on his face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like know. a long pause, mm-hmm. the camera lingers as he's kind of just smirking to himself. And then he hiccups. And the table yep. explodes. And everyone's like, We're getting the fuck out of here. They leave. <laughs> yeah, they're not down to help him this yeah. time. So then Herman hiccups again and the lights fall. And then he hiccups again. And the hot water heater collapses in front of him. And then he hiccups again, and he falls over backwards in his chair. Credits! Funniest possible thing. Funniest. Yep. Four. I knew it was coming, but it did make me laugh. But the oh, the classic uh, rule of fours when it comes to Munster comedy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, after the Munsters did it, they had to like, God, they perfected it. We got to change the yeah, rules, rules of threes from now on. Four, four laugh moments is just way too much. We got to cut it down. One, mm-hmm. people were dying, literally dying yeah. after <laughs> oxygen de- deprivation yes. after laughing for hours on yeah, end. Couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. It. Well, there it was season two, episode thirty, Herman's sorority caper. What'd you guys think? Uh. Yeah, it, this is what we're gonna get the rest of the way through. <laughs> it, it just there's at least the there's at least like the part of the, the the clip you play at the beginning with Grandpa, you know, you know, doing the motorboat thing and all is it's stupid, but it's just so ridiculous to see and makes it kind of funny. And then also, um, you know, when Grandpa, had, you know to the rescue grandpa you know dracula to the rescue thing and that whole like little sped up minute long thing are very funny but like this episode is just dumb <laughs> like the whole concept of it is just stupid yeah the concept is dumb i will agree with that but i actually like this episode um it was like the premise itself is very forced i guess like off to a bad start with the beginning of the episode where those random college kids show up at right after the monsters leave and Decide this is where they're gonna do their pranking or whatever, um, and it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense what they do. But uh, the situations themselves that Herman finds himself in are pretty funny. I thought um, the hiccuping was kind of funny. Uh, Grandpa flapping around like a bat, even though he wasn't a bat. I really like that. Um, a lot of funny moments and a very iffy premise, but I I laughed out loud a few times, which that's a pretty good sign for the monsters. So. Like, I think one of the things that could have helped out was, like, if they had something where, like, the two guys who took the thing over and put it in the sorority house, maybe, like, you saw them have to interact with, like, those other two girls. 
Yeah, they can't just disappear. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like why did they pick this this sorority house? Why did they pick those particular two girls' room? Like, like what's the whole point behind doing this? Uh, like their connection to this whole thing, besides them just trying to pull some like crazy uh frats. That unless that's the only one on campus. Also, yep. this is probably this place Maryland goes to school. I'm guessing maybe. Uh, it seems it seems close by. They might not even get into the fraternity because they didn't stay the whole night there. They left, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's just some things missing to me. To I get logical things missing. Why I would expect them at this point in time in the monsters episode is you know who knows. But it's it it does have a few good like laugh moments. But I'm also I'm running out of steam on this show. So well, I'm gonna tell you what. I really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, there's just a level of, of absurdity to it that was just like hit a lot of buttons for me. Yes, the premise is absolutely stupid. And I, you could tell that this this episode was devised of, oh, we got to think of things to do. What about Herman in a sorority house? And they couldn't figure out how to get him there, right? Um, yep. And they had another script where, hell, Herman's got uh the hiccups yeah and they realized that hey, we only have three episodes still to write so maybe we could combine these two and then there's one guy in the back corner that was like oh man what about the herman sucking toe episode <laughs> was like, he's been begging for this whole season fine we'll throw that in there yeah I, we're not guaranteed to be re-signed next so it might be our last three episodes just put put it in there put it in there Quentin tarantino's dad or something like that yes. yeah um I don't know. There's just something about this episode. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. Like I thought it was like a bunch of weird, absurd things that kind of fell into a story somehow. And, but I laughed at this episode probably more than I laughed at most episodes. The kids looking at you weird. Like yeah, you know, like he I doesn't normally laugh at this. What's like it, it ranks up there for me with the Fergosi Emerald for the season, as far as like yeah, I would agree. It's mm. probably second best after Fergosi yeah, like Emerald. this episode. There's something about it. I don't know. I I. And and yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb as all hell. But I don't know. That's what gave it. it like for me, it didn't have to make sense. Like to me, it, it didn't have to make sense because of the the hiccup setup, right? Like if hiccups are are catalyst here, <laughs> and it's like the dumbest thing possible. Anything can happen in this episode, and it did. It and then Lily looking out that bat hole. Oh my god, I couldn't stop laughing at that. Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> that that's the episode art is that right there she's got this crazy stare looking out the bat hole anyway i enjoyed it you don't want to stare out the bat hole for too long you might the bat hole might look back yeah yes yes look into the bat hole uh, <laughs> where is she <laughs> where's low yeah where's lily lily <laughs> well we know what we said oh man there's four Four oh, reviews wow. for this episode, and they're all of varying lengths. Oh my god! Clicking the little down arrow. Okay, I'm gonna start shortest to longest. Okay. On September 4th of 2020, Loja had this to say: "Love Yvonne, okay. oh. love Bonnie. Great out of the house adventure, best of all worlds, and the drive-in to boot. We didn't see the drive-in. Hmm. No stars. No one found it helpful." That was it. Wow. Yep. Okay. I like that. I didn't, find it, I, I didn't find it helpful either. So, okay. Next one, August 26, 2021, relatively recently. PMI, PMI, I coke, 
PMI ICO CCI Pimasosi hyphen one eight nine zero eight had this to say: "As dumb as they come, and no episode of the Musters could ever lay claim to being otherwise. Notwithstanding the occasional not to not too contemporaneous social phenomena, or the occasional uh-huh. contemporaneously notable guest star, mostly pro sports figures for some reason. For instance." Who could believe that Eddie Haskell, Ken Osmond, and one other skinny frat boy could move the ponderous giant Herman from his own bed to a sorority house (laughs) closet, all unaided and undiscovered? But -hmm. it was fun to see a very young and very brunette Bonnie Franklin. Zero out of four found this helpful. Six out of (laughs) ten. I agree. Uh, Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Wow. Then. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say this one for last. Uh, then on June 19th, 2017, the J Cowboy 22 had this to say. Ooh. Herman develops devastating hiccups after a night at the local drive-in movie, watching a scary, frightening feature. Scary and frightening as redundant. Meanwhile, Grandpa, Al Lewis, why do you do that? Uh, has Herman <laughs> drink his new formula to cure hiccups. That doesn't happen. In which Herman collapses and is put to bed. Enter two college teens, Dave Macklin as what? So Dave Macklin as parentheses Phil, and a familiar to the studio, Ken Osmond as John. No parentheses. The two youths enter thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane, parentheses Herman's home. Uh, uninvited. Oh my God! Really? They just broke in as part of a college initiation. They go down to the dungeon as the rest of the monsters are sealed up in their coffins upstairs, except for Grandpa, who hangs upside down when he rests. The two freshmen boldly go upstairs to the master bedroom when they find Lily and Herman fast asleep. Phil has an idea. Why not take the monster body, Herman's, and place it in the Alpha Kappa (laughs) sorority house? They somehow carry the hefty Herman out of his dusty cobweb-infested chateau and off to the local college. The next morning, Herman wakes up, Jesus Christ, wakes up at the girls' dormitory, dodging hanging nylons and watching a young-looking Bonnie Franklin in curlers. I don't remember curlers. Well, she kind of curlers. Herman manages a phone call to his wife, Lily. When Herman explains to his wife where he is, Lily is infuriated. Grandpa steps it. Oh, I Shit, I've skipped the line, and I thought I said steps it to the beaver. Uh, steps in to save him. Watching this episode makes me yearn for more episodes of Leave it to Beaver. For the later generations, hmm. the Eddie Haskell character on the surface was well-groomed and impeccably dressed, respectful of authority figures, and especially older women using his cheesy patronizing methods of praise, i.e., that's a lovely dress you're wearing, Mrs. Cleaver. Once he was alone with his peers, the real Eddie emerges as a bully and conniving schemer. All of us grew up with our share of Eddies throughout our lives. Ken Osmond withdrew from show business and did a stint in the army and then on to the LAPD working in the vice squad. Hmm. Cop. Wow. Ken was decorated for bravery and other awards during. What is happening? I don't know. Other awards during his (laughs) time. It's a skooma on the police force. One out of three found it helpful. Five out of ten stars. Well, well, why did it go such that just swerved? Like I was like, okay, well, how, but how's the episode end? It's like, no, now we're getting the Osmond guys whole bio. Yeah, and I swear I've read those exact lines somewhere, either on the IMDb page or on the Wikipedia page for his character on the <laughs> Beaver, because I didn't know who he was. 
So he just copied and pasted some of that. So, or he wrote it. Oh, he wrote maybe it. it was the original one, and then it the I, the Wikipedia cites this. Uh, no, could be. Yep. That was on June nineteenth uh, of twenty seventeen, and then in November twenty second of twenty sixteen. Terry fifty nine had this. What? What? Terry? That's why I saved this for last. Now this review was seven years ago. I'm not even a very big fan of the Munsters, as I'm middle aged, (laughs) and one can tell that even though there's some laughs now, and then that only an adult can appreciate. This series was made for the younger (laughs) crowd. When I was a kid, my favorite character was, of course, Fred. Dot dot dot. Fred Gwynn as Herman Munster. But at my age, I now enjoy the sexy Yvonne DiCarlo as Lily. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> these, these reviews yep. are all over the place. Having now said why I'm not a big fan, but why am I still dot, 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 a fan? <laughs> this is my favorite of all episodes of the Munsters. Why is this Whoa. my favorite? A guest star is Ken Osmond. Leave it to Beaver fans will instantly remember <laughs> him as Eddie Haskell, and he's now college age. He plays a character similar to wow. Haskell, at least as far as deep-seated fears and insecurities go. Here's Here he's part of a college sorority initiation, but I got the most laughs from the scene with Grandpa casting the Transylvanian brain freeze on Herman in the dungeon. Watch for it, dot, dot, dot. Absolutely hilarious. As good as this episode was, I wouldn't have I would have given it a ten if the storyline were a little bit more substantial and the laughs were throughout the entire half hour. But as it is, this one is still definitely worth viewing. Six out of six find helpful. Eight out of ten. Wow. Hmm. Good job, Terry. Yeah. Terry fifty nine. That's why I say hmm. whoever that is. Yes. Yeah. He's a middle aged man that loves Yvonne DiCarlo. <laughs> Yeah, he really likes Ron DiCarlo now. Um, and he writes using the dot, dot, dot. Yes, um, he's a dot, dot, dot writer. Style. It leaves you hanging. But why am I still mm-hmm. dot, 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 a fan? A fan? <laughs> Alive? Like, well, yeah, what are you going to say? <laughs> well, we did it. 30 down, two to go. What from this episode makes us go, yes, I will give episode 31 of season two a go. Well, I think that we've got a really good taste for Herman's the power of Herman's voice, mm, I guess. Yes. He can hiccup. Yes. And like the house shatters, you yes. know. He's kind of like a oh um Black Bolt from Marvel. Yes. You know, like a, a whisper could destroy a like I don't know, a city or something. Mm-hmm. I want to see that progress. Like what happens when he burps? What happens <laughs> when he, you know, flatulence? Like what how exactly like how much power is like each of these things, I want to see the scaling, like power scaling, like to what degree of mayhem does each of these cause? Um, I'm gonna need them all in one episode. Like he sneezes, because you know that's probably like huge. Unless he's one of those people who like really muffles their sneezes, then maybe not. Oh, no. that's well, what we need well, to find out. I what think. if Herman's like a sneezer? Yeah, <laughs> like he just like kind of <laughs> yeah. like sighs, he, like yeah. just bottles it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one of those sneezes that's not even recognizable as a sneeze. You're like, yeah. did he just cough or what happened? Shoot, I have powerful sneezes that sometimes I could knock down a house. Herman better have some big giant ass <laughs> sneezes too. Yeah, he just sneezes and like the camera pans and like the neighborhood, like down a line, all the houses have just been like blown away. <laughs> like the, a view from space just, just shows like, like a meteor strike. 
everything's just decimated. <laughs> the Earth has like been shot off of orbit, slowly <laughs> floating out of orbit, away from There's, the sun. The Earth now has rings because so much of the crust has been destroyed. Yeah, because Herman ran into allergy season, mm-hmm, hay fever. Mm-hmm. Let's get me ready to come back for another episode. Is knowing I only have maybe two Ezra Stone episodes left. That's all there is. There's only two. Wow, two you're right. Left. Only two left. Mm-hmm. Two Ezra Stones left. I'm I'm still I'm still waiting for more big character reveals. Um, it must mm-hmm. it's going to be one hell of a finale uh, because I, I'm expecting Marilyn to finally come out of her shell. I I think she's going to take her shoes off in the house. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, take okay. them off and at the door. Ugh, God, with the how dirty the house is. Yeah, disgusting. It's not she dirty. Still to have her. socks on at least. Yeah, she'll have socks on. Oh, oh, okay, that's fine. We don't want to go too crazy. Yeah, but yeah, she just walk around, you know, just be comfy. Hmm. Just let letting it, you know, hanging loose a little bit. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wear shoes all let, the time. Let that part of your your uh, you know, your personality shine, Marilyn. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, the more relaxed side of Marilyn, <laughs> the sock wearing kind. Yeah, what? she's oh, never very relaxed. And, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna regret my my hope because she's probably wears toe socks or something like that. No, oh, maybe Ugh. yeah, you know, socks with each individual toe. Yeah. Maybe she wears those toe shoes. Oh god. Oh, toe shoes exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law, he's he at least at one time was kind of big into them. That's what he would wear everywhere. Yeah. Are they comfy? He said it helped with like uh, his uh, plantar fasciitis and oh. stuff. Yeah. Hmm. What if you wore like toe shoes and like warm in Crocs or something like that, right? Yeah, you, you get like, like you, you wore you your normal shoes you pretend, and then you put any Crocs on. You pretended like your toe shoes were your bare feet, like you had some sort of level of I don't know whatever. You like symbiosis? You've like merged with it? Yeah, you just you just don't recognize <laughs> bare feet. You have to have toe shoes on, and then you mm-hmm. buy shoes that are like way too big to accommodate. Your toe shoes going in. fit on the toe shoes because that's like your natural state yes. now. This this is like a homeostasis for this person. Yes, mm-hmm. like an exoskeleton, like just like yes. around your foot. Yeah, just around the foot. Just around the foot. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Probably. That's what Marilyn right. is too. She's got toe shoes. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully she does something like that. I hope yeah. so. It has an exoskeleton. I hope Marilyn grows an exoskeleton. Now that that's a huge change, yeah. Yes. But she's but welcome. It's like some sort of insect, right? She's like, mm-hmm. uh, what are those cicadas? You know, leaving their shells oh. on the tree. Yes, the big reveal is that like what what makes Marilyn so weird, and then it's like the next episode <laughs> she, she's part cicada. She peels off her skin, sheds her skin like a snake or cicada. Yeah, we finally find out what her like monster type yep. thing is. Yeah, that's what I hope happens. And I'm sure it will. Really? Yeah. Oh, it will. boy. We did it, guys. We got two left. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeehaw. We got anything to plug in our final two here? Or uh, one of- Pop-Up Filmcast reanimated. Check it out yes. every other week. Uh, yes. Some classic stuff. Uh, eventually, you'll find the uh, the episode that kind of made this whole thing happen. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. That sounds disturbing. Well, we should do then, though, is we should finish this episode the way we finish every episode. Oh, that sounds disturbing. Yeah, it might be. This is it. This is it. This is life. Oh, that's right.
Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.